What's the big idea? All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Welcome to uh, another edition of uh, Volleyballogy. Quick uh, note off the top before we get into the topic. We want to thank everybody for uh, we hit over 500 subscribers now. Yep. So that's pretty good. So that's like a pretty sweet. That's like a subscriber every month. No. <laughs> no. No, it's going pretty quickly. So we're, we're very appreciative people uh, messaging us, letting us know, thanking us for what we're doing and yeah. appreciating the show. And that's all it was nice to hear because sometimes you do these shows and you're talking into the abyss and mm. we don't know if people are finding value. So hopefully you are finding value. And, uh, you know, if you are, of course... Wait, you're talking. You're talking to me, not the abyss. Oh, right. <laughs> Sorry, uh, talking to uh, the abysmal. Oh, Eric. Nice. No, I'm just <laughs> no, I'm talking to you. That's true. But no, you, we don't know. You know, we're, we're meaningful conversations, but we think are meaningful. So it's nice to know that other people finding them meaningful. So, if you are listening to this and you like this or you enjoy these shows, hopefully subscribe. Or even if you hate us, subscribe <laughs> so you can see what those jerks have said this week. Right. <laughs> Funny how there's so much of that, you know, like us or hate us talk. Right. It's either you like something or hate it. You can like us or hate us. There's no we're, in between. No. Or we're the people you love to hate, maybe. Oh, well, yeah. We maybe. don't mind that. I like the optimism yeah. in there. We're like the bad wrestlers. <laughs> uh, we're like the, the refs you just can't argue with. Yeah. The yeah. refs. Yeah. <clears throat> we're, not uh, refs. we're not. No. Points of authority. No. We're just uh, two two guys rambling on in a really nice podcast studio. Yeah. High end. <laughs> uh, so this episode, by the way, is about uh, dealing and coping with injuries. And this it's, is episode 30. This is episode 30. Uh, so a milestone. Zuby messed that up yes. two episodes ago. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I miscounted. Yeah, you were excited. I was excited. I was premature in my uh, <laughs> premature calculation, I believe uh-huh. it's called... Uh, Get a little happens excited. in your life, hey? Uh, it, it doesn't usually happen to me, <laughs> but once in a while, oh, yeah. I can prematurely <laughs> calculate. So, today's topic. Okay, today's uh, topic, kid show, uh, dealing and coping with injuries. So, this is a good episode, we hope, for players, parents, coaches. Um, you know, we've, we've had our own uh, injuries uh, in our career. Uh, We're injured I, right now. I, yeah, I'm dealing kind with of. one. Are you dealing with one? I mean... Emotional injury, I guess. In I'm always case. dealing with an injury now. Like uh, emotional injuries? Yes. Yes. And emotional injuries. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. You're 30 what now? 35. 35. Wow. I know. That was 13 years ago for me. I'm 48. <laughs> in case you're wondering. Put in the comments uh, if you think I look 48. Oh, oh. Because. Uh, don't no, about don't do that. Don't comment do that. about your age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're only listening to us, uh, you should know that I am 48. Did I say 38? I'm 48. I said, you said, I said 48. 48. I said 48. I'm 48, but people often think that I'm just a baby. Yeah. Because I'm very young looking. For my you got great age. hair. Yeah. I have some great hair, uh, mostly on my back. I said great hair. Oh, great hair. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. said great hair. Yeah. I do have, uh, I also have now great. I know you have silver back hair. I have silver, I'm a silver back. Wow. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I'm completely hairless. I'm like one of those cats. You know those? Anyway, we're not. We let's get on with the show. Yeah. Uh, stop it, Eric. Uh-huh. Um, so dealing with injuries, uh, 
we've had injuries in our lifetime. Our oh yeah, our age. That's why we <laughs> came up with that. Um, so my injuries, quick. I'll some. I'll say them quickly. So I had uh, the first major. I was lucky because I didn't have any major injuries as a player. I don't think. I, I, I mean, I had a wrist. Uh, I broke my wrist, but that was after the season. Oh, I remember in, in uh, university, I did have a broken um, finger. I had a broken finger in blocking or something. Uh, I don't know. I think I was picking my nose and I sneezed. Mm. No, no, mm. no. I was. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what caused it, <laughs> but I remember I had to. I missed. I had. I was limited playing time in a playoff game that really mattered for us, mm. and it sucked because um, you know such a star. And <laughs> a premature star. Yeah. No. So I had that, but I never, I never lost a full season. Like some young athletes today, they're going through that. But my major injuries all happened as an adult. So I had a shoulder injury when I was 28, and then I had shoulder surgery that took me out for a long time. Yeah, that, your shoulder is a good one that we'll, I'm sure we can talk more about. Yeah, right? shoulder's been a good one or a bad one, but and, but it's evolved into something better. Like now, my shoulder's yeah. better than when I was in my 20s because of stuff that we we can tell people about training. And um, and then my second major injury was a uh, ankle roll. As an I never rolled my ankle my whole life until I was like, yeah, maybe that was uh, mid 30s. Hmm. And then um, so I was co-ed. Playing like co-ed? No, men's. Oh, men's. Okay. Uh, you land on someone or? Yes. Yeah. Land on someone. Well, that's yeah, literally just, nothing you can do about that. Just warned my team about the erratic hitting of the other team. It was uh, a good team, a good oh. team. But they were frequently like. Crossing like, Yeah. So I just told my teammates. They're blocking? Yeah. I don't know. When they were hitting, I told my teammates, just be careful because they're like super aggressively jumping. And some of them you're noticing their feet are coming down like halfway across the line. And I was literally in the air two seconds after that, the first point of the match, second point of the match. And I was like, oh, crap, because I saw this person was coming in tight. And I went down, rolled my ankle, worst one of my life. So. And I never, but it, so so that was that. And then I did a, um, I had a quad pull that was pretty bad later on. Like, yes, you know, once you hit past 35, <clears throat> that's when they start creeping in, right? The more and more injuries. And then, and then, uh, calf i had a calf um some like a calf tear that was pretty bad and then this recent one is the achilles tendon ripped on me yeah. mm. coming out of the lockdowns right played a lot of beach but not indoor for like two years where we are yeah. so uh, a few weeks into a season where i sort of signed up for too many league nights yeah, yeah. and then i uh, you went from zero to 100 zero to 100 felt pretty good at 48 at 48 47 47 back then yeah, yeah. just a few months ago and then um and we were playing fours in a sixes league. Yes, we were short players <laughs> that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we chose to play fours. Yeah, yeah, yeah we did. Because yeah. it would be more fun. And Was the uh, the calf tear, what was that? Calf tear, I forgot. So I used to wear calf sleeves, like pre-COVID. Yeah. I was wearing calf sleeves. The calf tear happened years ago, like maybe seven, eight years ago. Well, it's not the same leg as the... It is. Is it? Yeah. It's usually yeah. interesting. I was wondering if I wore the calf sleeves or if I remembered that I wore calf sleeves or compression. Well, I don't, there may not be coincidence there. I think there's coincidence in how one or lopsided our sport is. Like mm. it's very imbalanced. And so you're going to notice, uh, listeners, you know, like you're going to get some weird injuries on one side. And like I even, I have a weird thing on my left shoulder. I, it's actually probably not from volleyball, but limited range in my left shoulder, mm-hmm. even though I'm, I hit right. So I don't know why, but it's actually probably not from, I think it's from snowboarding, but um, it was just like 
the fact that it's happened your left leg the achilles thing i totally get it happened it was, at my, the that was my right ex- that was my right leg oh that was your right leg yeah well still thanks like, for thanks for noticing yeah well, whatever <laughs> i i watched it when it happened it was right at the point where there was like maximum tension on the muscle right and then it just it was yeah just a little push off it was a little push little off, push but, off yeah, but, but, but that's like, where the full extension is yeah 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 and like the yeah. muscle is fully activated and it goes from, it's not, it's a static start. So it goes from nothing to, it's not like you were in motion. No, it's the push off. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> that's the thing about, and also too, uh, one of the reasons it happened and we'll talk a little bit about this today, but you know, let my workouts fall off a little bit there. Cause I got busy with yeah. you know, organizing some league stuff and that's always the case. It's very rare. I, I in my history, I find that injuries happen when you're yeah either work you know some people who over train and they don't know how to train properly and then they get injured a lot or there's people who take a break from the training or fall off and then they go out and try to go you know do their old, old thing and you even foresaw it i did <laughs> two weeks I prior did. you complained about I had your a, i had a vision right no calf. no <laughs> you know right you're right achilles specifically you yes. said it felt weird my my, my tight my calves like, are feeling oh, it tight. Feels weird in these shoes i was like All right, yeah well. new shoes elevated heel that was not letting my every shoe has an elevated heel now well yeah it but, just felt different the amount of lift well I'm the problem guessing. is if it's if it's too elevated Mm. then you're not getting you're shorting your, the range yeah you're not your calf's never getting that <clears throat> elasticity and that's why the minute i switched to these brand new shoes i was like my calves are tight i'm a little worried about them and then uh, a couple weeks later boom oh yeah because as you're like on the court your range of motion is now slightly reduced and then when you go into that starting your spike approach it goes from it wants to go deeper. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you go to max range, yes. and so you haven't worked that range out in your warm up, and mm-hmm. then yeah, so and the shoes are not allowing for that. This is why flat yeah. shoes are becoming a thing, by the way, folks. Like if you're like for training, and there's a lot of nice yeah. balance things. And zero, I think of, they call them zero drop or neutral shoes. Yeah, and they, man. I, so at work, like I walk around a ton, and I just wear some like Nike running kicks and like yeah, comfy whatever. And then I got a neutral pair of shoes. I wore them the other day. It's amazing. I just feel so comfortable and I can actually feel my like calf like lengthen out more. I wouldn't say fully. I don't know what the full range it is, but even those few millimeters, it just feels like I'm actually going through more range of motion. My calf muscle is and it just feels nicer because I'm getting now getting a little stretch yeah. compared to like the runners I wear. It's all the time. funny too because old school and a wider toe box and yes, stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. So that feels really nice. Yeah. It's just but, it, like, but it's funny because old school volleyball <clears throat> shoes were flat. They always were. Really? Like the old A6, you know, the A6 Tigers. That, yeah, you know, yeah, When I was yeah. playing in high school back in the 90s, yeah, uh, all the volleyball shoes were flat. It wasn't until the evolution of the Air Jordans and the basketball shoes that volleyball shoes started to try to match and to look as cool and to get thicker uh-huh. sold. Um, but if you go back and watch old school volleyball, all the players were in uh, flat sold court shoes. Dude, I bet you people people's landing mechanics were different. Yeah. Like they were, because the thing is, if you get into bigger, pillowy, more cushiony shoes, you're in the danger. The risk is typically, yeah, I mean, it is at launch point when all that muscle is contracting, but also the, the land, the, like how you're landing. And so if you got a big pillowy shoe, 
you can start to land in ways that, you know, you're not really using your muscles to decelerate. Yep. You're actually letting your shoe do part of the job and then like your joints and then, But also, know. it also gives your body the false sense of your height. So your proportions are off. So if you have a thick soled shoe, yeah. every time you bend over, you're bending over in a little different way than you would on your natural yeah. foot. Dude, the millimeters and, are huge in the body. And you're just like, yeah, like, so like, this is why, yeah, you know, you don't true. want to do deadlifts in like thick soled shoes because now you're body mechanics Everyone does it in flats yeah, yeah. because you're, well, your body off. your body mechanics are being messed up by the thickness of the sole yeah so people have to understand that stuff uh that's why the, the barefoot training and like shoeless workouts are coming back because mm-hmm. we're realizing that or the old school converse right yeah these, these, these shoes are just throwing off what your your body is now bending in a way that is not anatomically correct for what your real height is yeah and that causes injuries and problems because then, then you change shoes for another sport and now your body's operating on one set of principles for that shoe, and then you're going off to these other shoes that are different soles. Yeah. So it's an interesting thing. Well, you, it, you make the case that you do everything barefoot. <laughs> yeah. Well, indoor volleyball. Like it's not just the height difference, but uh, that that cushiony material, especially when you're deadlifting, like you need that proprioception, feeling your feet planted mm. into the ground because that's where your arch of your foot starts and then you're going to find power by creating that you know that arch that dome that support then up through your legs so yep. if it's, it's all, all cushiony your ankles could be rolling in you don't really know you're not you're not able to get you're not Can't, getting all that yes, feedback that feedback exactly and right? this, this ties in so for parents like it's you know, go all the way up into the, into the knees into the hips into the back like mm-hmm. yeah. and i mean the big thing is the ankles right like so in volleyball a lot of yeah. parents listening the debate on ankle like we're gonna do a whole episode on ankles ankle supports because yeah. everybody thinks and there are some coaches who mandate mandatory ankle braces in practice and in games because they think they're doing players a favor and i'll tell you right now that all you're doing is training your body to not strengthen your own ankles your body is saying oh i don't need to stabilize the ankle because here's this thing this external thing for me so uh we'll talk about and we're going to come up with guides on how to bulletproof sort of your body for volleyball and uh, that the ankles are a big part of it so why is it why is it called mandate mandate yeah uh probably like is this a man probably because yeah was oh, this a, is this a mandate i don't know is uh this is an appointment this oh, is okay. a male appointment okay, okay uh for work purposes yeah. only yeah. <laughs> uh but uh yeah sure uh i don't know uh it's weird i'm just saying it's a weird word yeah it probably has something yeah. to do with male i mean human mandate yeah. but then date specific let us know in the comments. <laughs> anyway, uh, so so those are my injuries. What were your major injuries in life, uh, volleyball life? Uh, yeah, okay. So, well, left oh, oh, I left out my piriformis. Sorry. My, oh, yeah. My go piriformis, go, 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 go. leg numbness when I was jumping. Oh, right. For a few That's years. A yeah, it was like uh, a weird one. driving related, tension related. And uh, every time I was jumping, my legs were going numb. So I couldn't jump for a couple of years. But I fixed it. We can talk about that. Yeah. Okay, anyway, so that was a weird one. Well, like more, more context for your context for your injuries. Like you, you know, you've got some, like you're, you play varsity high level volleyball and then you became a teacher and mind you, you're still quite active then, but then after teaching, well, actually you were getting, yeah, after teaching, you started your own business and you got out of teaching and then your, your daily, uh, physical movement kind of changed a little bit. Yeah, right? totally. Yeah. I became a driver and an office guy. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you're stressing about your business. You would, you still stay up really late. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like you're, but I mean, I fixed it though with certain exercises. I just learned I was a few exercises away yeah. from undoing all the tension of sitting, driving. Yeah. But those, I think those, the effects of those are still 
like there. Oh yeah. Like sitting yeah. there. Like it's hard to. Yeah. Yeah. I just have, to, there's certain things I can do though. That, like I, I found out basically if people want to know, I found out it was nerve entrapment. So, um, which is uh, nothing like police <laughs> entrapment. Um, uh, but I, you know, it's basically a nerve in my, uh, my piriformis, uh, muscle was trapping a nerve and I could floss the nerve. So if people don't know about this stuff, nerve flossing, pretty interesting stuff that you can, um, a lot of pain and a lot of, uh, issues might be caused because the nerve is trapped in muscle fibers. So you can, you can actually do certain exercises to loosen these nerves and get them moving again. And that really, that's what really what did it for me. I found a series of stretches. I could go do them courtside before I played and then I jumped and I had no issues. And that's totally gone now, right? It's totally gone. As long as I do those things and as long as I, and you know, keeping active and working out and training this, this Achilles injury has put a a dent in my, you know, you know, training, but uh, it's going to, it's coming back. I had a, for like for a few good leg workouts the last couple of weeks and really gone on full tilt. I can do, single leg calf raises again with no pain and no discomforts. That's a good sign. It almost feels identical to the left. So that's one thing we're going to talk about at the end of this episode, recovery, because that's the biggest thing. And then I, then the mental hurdle of coming, like that's what I still have to go over now. Like when am I ready to go and do a spike approach or when am I ready to really try it out? So I'm going to start, I'm going to ease myself in with some setting, I think not, not to diminish setting, but at least I don't have to jump and do the spike approach as much. Um, yeah. Versus like it's a stagnant jump, maybe if I'm block jumping, but I don't have to go in and do a massive spike approach uh, or stay on the ground a lot while I set and then uh, work my way into more. But the real test is in the gym. Like there's certain benchmarks that I look up and research and then, you know, okay, if you're doing this, then you're ready for this. And if you're not ready for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that'll help a lot. I think, you kind of get that as you get older and like those benchmarks kind of well, an idea. And you learn like a lot of kids listening or parents listening right now, you learn that the biggest hurdle with injuries really honestly comes at the end when you're almost ready to make that come out of course of course there's the depression but man when you have to go in a game again and do that same movement that caused yeah. the injury yeah. you got to be like really and that's why where the gym comes in and you got to test it out well especially in the injuries where you didn't um you didn't have control over it like the landing on someone's foot or the right that yeah those are the ones that i think are the scary ones it's because there's that thing of thing you can't control unfortunately and just like well even when i rolled my ankle bad like i never had a rolled ankle my whole career no ankle braces nothing so i always always worked on balancing things and that's what well and you played soccer played different sports yes yeah basketball too and yeah uh but the you still have that mental hurdle coming back like right oh yeah if you roll your ankle like you still worry about it because it's just you're just not used to it right so you do get over it though yeah well what were your let's go through your yeah 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 Um, so when I was young, I had this weird thing. This was right before, um, like getting recruited to, to varsity. I had, uh, my right IT band and the IT band, I'm pretty sure is not a muscle. It's a tendon. Mm -hmm. I forget. Um, but it's like one of your, um, abductors and, so, so that's a, on the outside, outside of the quad. Yeah. 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 On the side of the outside. A lot of people right now, if they like rub the outside of their yeah. quads, like with their hands deeply, they'll feel like it feels pretty good. To yeah. Do that go from your, go from up. your hip down to your knee on the, on the outside. Yeah. It can feel, it like feels good because very tight in most people. Right. Mine was hyper inflamed. And, uh, it just, at one point in practice, I go to split hop getting ready and I just fall over. Really? It just gives out and like, and no, no feedback. It just, it hurt, but like I had no, cause it's not a muscle, right? Yeah. It, like it, it did something where the nerve said, nope, we're, and then it just so shut no, pain, no pain. No, it sorry. It hurt, but it, it wasn't like a muscle slowly giving out where I just like, right, it hurt. No warning, yeah. it just, I just dropped. 
and then I was like, oh, like pretty scary wow. weird so did you run in the circle on the ground like whoop, 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 like <laughs> curly from not. three stooges no <laughs> no no you should have well, the, <laughs> the thing is like i i could you I, must have been terrified it was weird but the thing no i got up and then i was still able to go back into a split hop so something happened and then i noticed and i started to notice like well, as soon as i touched it it was like a lot of pain mm. and then if i did try to stay at that pace of movement it just wouldn't work and then it would happen again but uh, I think that I think it's because I, I was still playing a lot of hockey at that time. And hockey is like, you know. Yeah, outside toes. Yeah, you're, yeah. well, your external rotators, right? Yeah. Your glutes, all that stuff. For every time you push is like all of your external rotators, your hips open and then you kick back, right? Mm-hmm. So like I was definitely overdeveloped on the abductors and the external rotators and the glutes and the quads, right? My inner hamstrings. Yeah. I, this is what I'm thinking. Yeah, well, it's always an imbalance, right? There's something yeah. you got to do. And it was yeah. my right leg, right? So mm-hmm. I'm right-hand dominant. So typically, uh, you know, when you're starting your spike approach, like – it can be well. That is second step. That second step is explosive, right? So yeah, and I noticed actually in my shoes uh, that my one right side wears on a certain point of my shoes more than my others because mm-hmm. it seems to be the leg I do certain. I tend to favor more. Like obviously, you want to practice it. You know, like when you go for the pancake and you go with your right instead of your left, and you're like, ah, why don't I go with my left? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So it, it dominant leg. It's probably just doing more. That was a weird injury. Luckily, like uh, my mom just took me to like physio and we got into some weird stretches and like rolling it out. Yeah. Actually, rolling wasn't even a big thing then. Oh, Funny, yeah. eh? oh, back then you did it though and it was new? Uh, right? Is that what you're saying? I think we, I don't even think I did rolling. I just did this one stretch where, again, you can't feel it very well because it's a tendon. You just like kind of wrap your leg up behind you and sit your- Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I did yep. stuff like that and then rest, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then it was fine. So that one wasn't- um, season ending or whatever uh, and then i go forward and then i get into varsity and then this is just from over overuse like preseason training we went pretty hard like running training doing all this crazy stuff i ended up getting plantar fasciitis mm-hmm. that was really painful yes um but that was pretty easy so now again i now i'm with the varsity team and we have an athletic department mm-hmm. so they just like giving me all this treatment all this stuff and then i recovered probably within like three three four weeks i was able to keep yeah. playing there's a lot of like rolling the foot on yep. like a lacrosse ball yep. stuff like that stretching the quads or mm. sorry stretching the calves yeah basically stretching the whole posterior chain yeah so plantar fasciitis is when your fascia, fascia on, on the bottom of your foot so your foot starts to actually like it well it's it's being torn away from the muscle mm. I, i'm not describing this perfectly well yeah no i know what you mean but it's like a hyperextension feeling on the bottom yeah it's it. like the, all the connective tissue is being stretched so hard it's actually starting to separate from the muscle mm. so you get like all these little tears and it's just really really painful yeah. you basically when you try to like kick your heel back it's like you know flattens yeah. it out and it hurts and the solution generally is uh stretching the calf working yeah. the tibia on the front even sometimes people you know th- but especially that back yeah because uh, that's what it's pulling whole yeah. right connected to your calves mm-hmm. connected to the, yeah hammies um yeah, it's funny how that works say eh? like it's just the, the old knee bone connected to the you know yeah. hip bone and all that is like so i don't think the knee bone is connected to the hip bone is it yeah i guess it would be the, the hip knee bone, bone? Oh, there's the, really, what's the song the knee bone the connected to yeah but the connections are funny because you, you you think your problem is here but the problem to there is actually way up here yeah you know i mean it's funny how that works with the body that there's I mean, so many 
that song wanted to be totally correct, it would just say the whatever fascia is connected to. Yes, the, the fascia. Of, the, all, it's all encased in fascia. Yeah, look up fascia, the fascial web. Yeah, it's really if people crazy. know fascia is like the casing, you know, that's sort of that white substance that you'll see on uh, other animals' muscles or on human muscles, and it, it basically you can have a flexible body, but you might not be working on your fascia. So mm. if you have flexible fascia, that will really help your whole muscle, your whole body become truly more flexible. Yeah, a lot of people spend time on muscles, but they don't do things. And that's where like yin yoga is like well known for yeah, like yeah. fascia stretching. And that's sort of what was prescribed to me too. Like in my case with the piriformis and that nerve thing, the fascia yeah. stretching, yin yoga, hold these poses for five to 10 minutes. It's like crazy. It's so hard to do. Yeah. But it's the mental training, right? It comes with something like that. Yeah. You're like, I don't know if I can do this. You're yeah. Like, well, try. The relief is yeah. pretty crazy. Yin yoga is amazing. And more that. and more injuries for you? Uh, yeah. So, uh, so plantar fasciitis and then like moving forward from there, that's when like I had my, what's a hiatus from volleyball. wasn't playing it very much. Yes. Hiatus. Yeah. Good Good word. Yeah. Nice. I wonder why. No. (laughs) (laughs) And then, um, when I came back to it to playing varsity again, I ended up tearing my quad, Mm. but for really weird reasons is that I was messing around. Remember this is a kid show, Eric. No, yeah, no, no. I was doing stupid stuff with nutrition. So at this point, I took a hiatus because of uh, issues, mental health issues, and I was solving it with like nutrition. And then nutrition got better. I'm back into varsity. It was in tryout actually, but I was messing around with sodium, mm. like taking, like adding a lot of salt. Right. And then I was actually messing up my body because salt, like you start to mess with electrolytes, you're gonna mess with the, you can affect swelling in your body because mm. your body is now gonna hold to yeah. All right. Basically, I was just creating swelling in my body. Yeah. So then I went to jump and then I ended up hearing a pop in my quad and my legs didn't feel right that day. They felt like swollen. Um, and I think, I don't know, that's just my theory. Uh, or I was just not flexible, which probably not because I was doing a ton of yoga at that time. Yeah. You were really into yoga at the time. Yeah. All I know is that I was definitely, my diet was not yeah. on point. You can't do too much of anything without a, a consequence. Yeah. And That's just like the... you, I foresaw this. I knew I wasn't right. I wasn't feeling proper, like healthy. And then I still went to this thing and then sure enough, like this happens. And mm-hmm. so like, I just get, I still get mad at myself for that happening. But, um, so yeah, quad tear, lateral quad on right leg. No left leg. Sorry. Um, but the good thing is that again, athletic therapy. So like they boom, took care of it and like scar tissue, like barely ever built up. Nice. Um, it was nice. And then it was like, it never happened. But then yeah. that summer I ended up tearing it again because I, I got into this like really heavy squat land, like leg program. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so it kind of came back, but the thing is there's a little bit of scar tissue now, but it's like, it's pretty good. Like I just kind of, I know how to take care of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have to like keep moving, keep stretching. Um, that wasn't bad. And then I rolled, uh, rolled an ankle. Um, it's the only time I've ever had a bad ankle roll. I've had small ones that maybe put me out for a day. Mm-hmm. Um, this one I landed on, uh, landed on my buddy's foot. He went to, I went to hit a, a, a C ball and he, co- he's covering my hit. <laughs> yeah. I hate it when people come yeah. too close. It was, it was, we know who it is. It was Pete. Pete Kurt. Uh, Pete, my um, beach partner yeah oh yes yeah okay, yes yes and he's got big claw hopper yeah. feet and i'm like yes. what are you doing and it was bad like it was mega bad like black all the way up so like, you were running pipe and this is reverse i was running c-ball c-ball no okay. in men's volleyball varsity okay. so yeah where was he oh he was so he covering. was and he's at front court middle uh yeah oh, okay. i forget Something he would like have that. been right probably yeah or maybe it was front court middle yeah that's what i, that's what I mean he must have been front court yeah middle yeah if you're coming yeah in. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's the dumbest. Well, so he's trying to do the right thing, but over, yeah. over, over doing it. And this one was bad. Like I was out for like good two months. <laughs> so he was covering where you were landing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, oh. But again, like, so in that injury and like the one where I hurt my quad, the depression wasn't as bad for sure. It still happened because I'm out. But when you have an athletic therapy team there and then like, cause literally every day I'm, I'm at school, like learning and stuff. And then I go to AT every day. Mm-hmm. So it's different. Like super lucky. Yeah. yeah it really it gives you confidence. Like, and then I'm if they're good, up, if they're good, by the if way, they're so good. sometimes you're, they're you're, awesome. Yeah. Sometimes you don't luck out and you get the wrong advice and there's still some people stuck in the old ways of thinking, especially yeah. now. But, but uh, yeah, you, if you have a good team it also for peace of mind, right? It was, um, and I, and I knew enough myself and I kind of like was assertive enough with my body. I'm like, look, this isn't working. This is working. Like we're going to go with this. Mm-hmm. And they were like, they still very much respected, uh, that people know their body better than, and yeah. Right. So that's a big thing actually. I remember that? that. I remember that notion in society. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, Hey, these people know their bodies Maybe, better than, okay. Interesting. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get political, but, uh, yeah. yes. And then how many, what other injuries? Uh, and then other than that, then uh, it got just from pure volume of, uh, I think in my third season, my shoulder just got to the point where like, I couldn't even lift it. Yeah. So I was getting I was, yeah. mega bad, just, uh, I don't know. Um, Rotator cuff, tendonitis. Yeah. Just impingement, like in the front. And then okay. I figured out, I changed, I ended up changing my volleyball, uh, attack because I was very much very square mm-hmm. and my, my left and right shoulder were very much upright and then I would put my arm straight up. Right. And then I learned I had to do this because when I'm straight up, then I'm pinching too too tight in here. Really? You didn't reach when you hit? No. I sometimes, exactly. I wasn't oh, reaching. I wasn't elevating my right shoulder. Mm. I was very much straight up and down and like swinging down. Um, I've never had, yeah, I had a bad volleyball swing for a long time. I had a really bad one too, but I almost reached. That was the problem. I almost reached like, you know. Too, like it, you you reach and then you uh, but my thing was like my arm was too far out you know mm. what I mean? so yeah when like, it's to the yeah, side it's too much weight on the joint that was the problem for me for years and, and most players my age we were all swinging wrong we didn't have the mechanics you know we weren't taught to keep it inside and make it more like a whip mm. than an arm motion you know Some what I mean people naturally just picked it up though right like yeah for sure i mean I, like i said i didn't have any shoulder problem until like the, the, the night for me it was not a degenerative thing it was an injury on a cold night where i didn't warm up and we were late getting to the venue and it was a men's league and first set got came to me obviously because you know, i'm the best player so yeah and uh, you know i gotta send a message you gotta right? warm gotta up send... <laughs> your jump your jumpers yes. and your hitting shoulders nothing worse than hitting yeah. a ball cold so it was the first hit of the night i was like oh what was that that was mm. weird and then the rest of the night it was bugging me and then Sure enough, over a couple of weeks, uh, I couldn't raise my arm, couldn't yeah, yeah. write on the chalkboard. And and so, but then like, I didn't know stuff that I know today, you know, like my shoulder, that shoulder injury plagued me forever. After yeah. I was 28 when it happened and it just like, it, I could play, but it would just, I'd pay for it the next day. And I didn't know about some of the stuff that, you know, we know today about full range yeah, of motion. Yeah. And, and you, you did know, the surgery thing. I did surgery and I wish I didn't. It didn't help me. And, yeah. uh, the only thing that helped me later was, uh, you know, changing my weight training a bit and yoga and, uh, yeah, range of motion stuff worked. And, uh, the surgery was more of a cleaning of cartilage that had come off the bone a bit. 
uh, I think I told this story in an early episode because you think of our healthcare system as some, you know, amazing high tech world. And I'm like, what are you guys going to do mm-hmm. in there when you look at my shoulder? I go, well, what we're going to do is we're going to staple your cartilage back to the bone. And I said, wow, that's very high tech of you. <laughs> like, just like, hold still. <laughs> bang, bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, a, wow, that doesn't sound, that's not the answer I thought. I was going to get I fixed one of those the other day. You did? Uh, a shoulder? Uh, or? No, no, a, a stapler that they use to. <laughs> staple bones. Uh, staple, staple, staple whatever staple, staple things in surgery tissue really yeah. what do they look like are they like carpet guns they're just uh nice high grade metal and pneumatic and they fire staples and they cost a lot of money and what are the staple, <laughs> do the staples look much different than carpet staples? Uh, i didn't actually have a cartridge of the staples actually i didn't mm. actually test it did you try it on your body no <laughs> Uh, no, actually, we weren't able to fix it. We did try to, but then uh, if we can't fix it, we send so it. So is it a big elaborate thing? No, it's just like, uh, it just looks like a gun. Again, it's medical, so it's like high-grade metals and stuff. And it's uh, it just has to be built in such a way that it can be cleaned and stuff. Mm, okay. But it fired off staples that were about, I'm sure there's different staple guns for different whatever uses yeah, and, yeah, and like sure. whatever. But this one was like, I don't know, like half an inch. And uh, yeah. It's pretty Yeah, early. that's that's what they were gonna do with me. Yeah, and then and then they didn't though. They didn't. So when you know, I was getting ready, preparing myself <laughs> mentally for a lifetime of metal detectors at the airport, which is never good for a brown man. Uh, but I <laughs> that ties into the end of our last episode. Uh-huh. But uh, but then they said they said when they went in the, <laughs> yeah, when they when they Sorry. went in there, uh, they thought they saw it wasn't that bad. And they said that they would, they, so they did a cleaning, a scraping and a cleaning. And they said the good news is it's not degenerative. So this wasn't. Uh, and it's good. They didn't actually like cut and staple stuff. They just kind of yeah, cleaned it. Yeah. They cleaned it. And they also, and the good news was they said that it's not going to be something. Though, cleaned. Well, I guess there was some cartilage from that injury. Like there must've been some abrasions in there like that day that I was cold and not warm. Maybe something rubbed something and it caused ripped like, and some chipping. Out. Yeah. Something. So they just scraped and cleaned. And then, but it never really helped until I started doing better training and stabilizing the joint. I did, I like, so I did rehab and I did physio and I like, so for any athletes out there, there are ways to get beyond the physio. Like sometimes physiotherapists, if you have a good athletic training team, if they're stuck in like old school. I I can't call them physios because like these were, and also these were student ATs over and they were working under an experienced athletic therapist. Um, But yeah. They're and just, one of their strengths might have been listening to you, right? Like that that's a strength. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they don't have the ego yet. I think the it's, good thing was the fact that they were students actually. Exactly. And it was very much a working together thing. Yes. I, I had a lot of say in what worked and what didn't and what I wanted to do more of, which was awesome. Yeah, like coaching, we talk it's kind of the same problem. Like if they're thirty years in yeah. and they don't <laughs> listen to you and yeah. then you're because the ego is in and they have too much built up on this reputation and um, you know, the, the full range of motion for players listening out there are parents who have players who have had injuries that just didn't go away. Just know that they're, you know, do some research from reputable sources. Find one thing I, I think for every injury, I think we can both agree, like range of motion exercises, as long as you don't overdo it on the weight that you yeah. put in, that's the problem. I think people get into range of motion exercises and they add too much weight for sure. Or they try to do the same squat, uh, weight that they normally do. And they do it on a deep squat and they yeah. blow at their knee, but you have to lighten the weight and, or just start with body weight and get that range of motion into joints, ankles, knees, hips. Yeah. And you will see that and shoulders, shoulders too, right? We had all this bad information when I was growing up. Like, don't send your knee over your toe when you're doing a lunge. And never, never, never. That's only if you're overloaded, right? Uh, now we know, and we're going to talk about this, and we're going to do some, we're going to send out some guides, like really inexpensive guides for parents and players. Um, 
about range of motion uh, and how players can really make their body as bulletproof as possible. Yeah, and you just the more experience you have in your body doing movements, the better. Because you, like my experience with my athletic therapist, I came from like six years of doing yoga and then volleyball before that. So like I knew... I knew my Eric body was almost well. Eric was almost a yogi. Like you were pretty much ready to become a, an ex, an instructor, right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I took the yeah exactly. It was mostly just for I wasn't. I tried the teaching. wasn't very good at or interested <laughs> in it. But I mostly did it just for like my own like knowledge. You, you did a lot of it though, yeah. And I think that's what the kind of threw them off is that they're talking about muscles and all this, and I was able to like understand what they're talking. They're like, oh geez, like, and then that kind of made them like, okay, this guy. You were older. We can work too, with right? Because you were an older students. Yeah, so yeah. Younger but, students uh, just listen to whatever they said. Not yeah. that they, not that they didn't know, but because knowing knowing your body more, and you, the only way you're going to know your body more is by doing yeah, like going doing exercise and stuff, and like playing sport. You know, playing sport, you're developing coordination. Playing other sports, you're developing more coordination with how like whether it's a running or with a ball or whatever and then doing like yoga or some type of fitness stuff now you're getting more so you're just gaining more information on how the mechanics how your body should move mm-hmm. and because then we, like as you get older like well, like we are now it, it changes where i ended up doing a jump program two years ago mid lockdown <laughs> and then i got like so bummed out by the following lockdown but anyways <laughs> the the when i was doing a jump program for like six months and i basically just focused on a lot of mobility and improving range of motion i wasn't yep. doing i was only doing quarter body weight at most so clearly i'm not gaining power mm-hmm. i was just gaining range of motion i probably gained four inches of vertical which is yep. nuts right yep. and nowadays like my body is still is still stiffening up i'm trying to address it now and the the way i feel better like i for sure i'm still doing some the easy thing now is to just like grab weight and do squats and whatever. The hard thing now is to actually do yoga because that's kind of actually more painful and uh, painful in that like I'm seeing how bad my range of motion is. But after I do it, I just feel so much better and I'm probably getting performance wise, I'm probably jumping higher. So there's that subjectivity of you need to know where your body's at. Now, the good thing about being a young athlete is like you have, I think the body kind of, is naturally somewhat flexible already at that age. And like, if we can give you any advice, it's just to like maintain that. Yep. Um, because you're going to get older and you're going to have to go to college and work a job and you're gonna have to sit down a whole bunch at a computer and it sucks. And then you get into these weird, like, like it's yeah. funny when I was like after doing yoga and I met all these guys in varsity and they're all complaining about their hips and stuff. I'm like, what do you got? Like I'm 27. You guys are 22 and you got hip issues. And it's funny because now I'm 35 now. And I'm like, oh, this is where the hip things come from. It's from not doing yoga all the time and like sitting down and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, sitting, funny. Sitting is the new smoking. Yeah. That's what they say, right? Because we have to undo a lot. Um, no, yeah. You, you said uh, something interesting. There was that the uh, the idea, like knowing your body is no, huge. It's and, huge. And one, one interesting thing people can do is if you are training uh, or if you are doing some stuff, um, you can record yourself working out, not to post on social media, but to see what weird little things your body's doing yeah. in a squat. Like if your knee stays in or your knee comes out or one knee comes out, or it's very helpful to know that stuff because then you can look up ways to correct that stuff yeah, too yeah. because not that everything needs to be symmetrical. And, and sometimes, you know, form is even overrated. I know it sounds crazy to some people to hear this, but there's something about getting strong in the way you move right like how your body mechanics are sometimes you should get strong in those 
uh, positions. And I know that's controversial to some people. A lot of people are like, it's got to be perfect form. It's got to be perfect form. Mm. But mechanics and our body makeup are a thing. And some people are built a little differently than others. So a lot of deadlifters and like world champion deadlifters, they will lift technically wrong, but they are getting the best results because they've gotten their body to lift uh, that the way. most in the way they move. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, that idea right. that we're all the same is is uh, not true and we're finding this in so many different ways. So Oh yeah, the way the way some people's hips are like they the so the what is it called the acetabulum or something hip mm-hmm. ball and then the, mm-hmm. in the socket we each have a different born with a different angle that they're put on like so some people can just naturally sit in a lotus pose and their knees will just hit the floor. Yep. Right? And then some of us won't. Now obviously you can improve it's that. Hard to know what's yeah, how much yeah. is environmental or genetic. Yeah, let's like let's not do something crazy where you end up popping your hip right your socket right, and stuff yeah. like that. But and then the other thing too is like you know when you're talking to young athletes like we are here today, like the um, idea that yes, you are flexible, but a lot of us don't spend time. It's it's a metaphor again, eh? Like the whole show we talk about going into the areas and doing those things that we don't normally do, right? The the so you go into the out of range, you know, past your what you think is ninety degrees on your shoulders, get past mm. your ninety on your knees, training in those harder to reach areas is very important. Uh, I would say even at a young age, cause they're still not working out those, yeah. those areas. Right. Uh, cause the reason the, the philosophy behind that, and we'll talk more about this too, is that, you know, when you're playing a sport, you're going to go into those areas. Your knees are going to yeah. go past your toes. Your shoulders will dip well below your, or sorry, your elbows will dip far below Whatever your shoulders. Whatever your body's capable of doing, it will go there, go there. in the pursuit of, you and, know, and winning, he, the, winning and, the game. And here's the kicker. If you only strengthen in the limited range of motion, yeah. you're actually more at risk for injury because <clears throat> now you have a strong muscle that is going to pull a joint that hasn't been strengthened. Mm-hmm. So in other words, mm-hmm. if, I, if I just keep working my quads by not... If you were just doing leg extensions, if, right? Yeah, or leg, leg extensions. Press. Or if I just kept doing squats and not going past 90, just like to a yeah, seated squat that, my yeah. whole life, right? I'm strengthening my quad and my knee ligaments are not getting strengthened. So yeah. the first time in a game where my knees go over my toes or if I'm... <laughs> yeah. Uh, in a basketball game, volleyball game, there's a real risk that that super strong quad I've been creating becomes my worst enemy and it pulls my knee out of joint. This yeah. is why we're seeing record numbers of knees blown out. This is why we're seeing young kids blowing hmm. out all sorts of knees and shoulders way earlier. You think there's... More? Not only because the that's because the increase you know focus on sport and training, but it's also the right. wrong training. So. so yeah, you think more kids are training nowadays than ever? Because I think they are, and I think they're training like like we like I didn't do it. Like we did it. We started yeah. to do it when I was sixteen. Like just the the high school we practiced at. I think we started to use the gym. Maybe only like a hand, like a dozen times, which I thought was cool yeah. and like different. But well, I mean, I so like there's some posts we were just doing. There's like, definitely high school kids on, training on like social media. No, on social media, man. Like I was just talking with parents. Like there's 12 year old kids. The parents are throwing them in the gym, right? Yeah, 12, 12 year old no, kids. No, like what am I saying? So that, of course, yeah, because like, the focus on being great, the focus on yeah, even, there's more and the lack of patience, right? Yeah. Parents can't stand watching their kids. This came up in our parents. Like, parents and coaches alike are so impatient with a kid. Like oh, they just uh, they're so uncoordinated or. They'll never be this or they'll never be that. I'm like, yeah. what are you talking about? They're 12. Like, it takes forever. Like, anything else in life, right? Like, oh, this business I'm building is never going to succeed. It's been six months. Like, no, no, what are you talking about? It's a long process here. Right. Uh, so, so, yeah, they're, they're all training and they're overtraining. And, and they're just like, going after the big ones that they know, like the squat, the deadlift, and this. Yes. And then they're not actually. Or they're going to someone who's selling them something and isn't really, hasn't really been through some of the things yeah, that yeah, we've yeah. been through. And they'll they'll just tell them what they've read off the other guy's Instagram page, and then 
you know, it just becomes a, yeah. You know, like, so you gotta be re- very careful who you're listening to. Like even in our world, like we, I know of a couple guys who are saying the right thing. And I know a couple guys who are saying weird stuff Yeah, and they have a crap ton of followers and they have, yeah. they're, they're probably making a lot of money off their programs, but they're not, they're saying stuff that doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know? And this is the other issue. Cause that kid, uh, when you're, when you're young, your body is so incredibly resilient in a way. Like you have this, um, uh, like gifted flexibility in a way <laughs> so they could actually end up absorbing some of these bad things that are going on and they may not manifest until they're older yes and the other thing right. i love my favorite is like you know someone signs up for someone's jump program and they're like um oh my god they gained four inches on their jump since last year but that kid was like oh yeah 14 and now 15 <laughs> yeah 15 yeah yeah no, like you, you know just sheer age right like yeah correlation yeah. spurt correlation I I grew four inches but in one year when i was like 12 to 13 yeah growth spurt strength shin splints Ooh. like correlation and cause are two different things and, yeah and people don't know the difference They're like i've been doing this jump program and now i'm jumping three inches higher but you're also started when you were 14 and now it's 16 yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm hitting the ball so much harder thanks coach such and no, such. no, no, no. I, like, I mean it's true i mean like i'm in fairness it's like there are good coaches who do that too and they, yeah but the beauty the thing is like you said the, the injury problem might still be there three years down the road or they're teaching you some weird thing that doesn't work and uh, now on the opposite end of that it's kind of good to experience an injury you don't want to go i don't know 18 years without hurting breaking something well hopefully not breaking something mm-hmm. but like like experiencing <laughs> an injury is uh, is also it's really important of, yeah suffering matters right like i think this is very important mentally yeah. physically well everything gonna, we're talking about why are we so knowledgeable when it comes to yeah, what made yeah. us what made us look for new ways of training and yeah. ways of tra- the injury the right? injury yeah yeah no like all things that we talk about in the show yeah the worst things that happen to us are often the best things that happen to us and it's not in the middle of the bad thing it yeah. looks awful but it ends up serving you very well we didn't finish my injuries we, you just oh me off. yeah oh sorry because you kept on rambling yeah yeah no sorry, i'll just okay. say that just list them yeah just like quick little ones that weren't that bad okay. like messed up fingers from blocking stuff oh, yeah. like I've, that. Okay, I've had that yeah yeah, yeah. shin splints <laughs> common stuff yeah i had the shin splints. low back so. stuff i actually have a bit of scoliosis from low... playing hockey okay remember it's funny i have low back i've had the finger yeah, the yeah. Shin splints. it's very really funny what else are the common ones uh shoulders it's usually shoulder shoulder ankle thankfully my knees have never been an issue yeah, except never, the the quad tear when it when it is bad because it'll pull on the knee in an unbalanced way. I had I but had then, yeah I had a little I, I had a little uh, you know what he called it the um, kneecap patella tendon and stuff. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I had the uh, the exterior like sort of like you said the IT band the exterior yeah. quad was too strong from jumping all these years. Yeah, and I was pulling my kneecap off center. So there's a little grinding happening. So I just did some simple corrective interior yeah. leg raises. That was funny as a simple little exercise, and it just brought my knee patella back into center. So it's interesting. Yeah, see this the the, the injury yang. triggers pain, suffering, whatever, and then you go into this trial and error. The, you're into this experimental mode, and mm-hmm. that, and then that's where you gain all of this like knowledge from, right? Yeah. Like, as much as you can read and like whatever, like listen to someone on in- Instagram. Yeah, that's great. But go and do it. Go and do go it. Go and, and injure it. yourself. Good. Go oh, this is good. No, no, no. Eric, so injury. Kids? They're already injured. They're already injured. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, exactly. And then, but go and try some stuff. And then, uh, if you're not injured, you're get injured. No, that goes <laughs> uh, okay. So, parents, I mean, we've rambled on here, but we. Uh, the good thing is, hopefully, we've had yeah, we some injury, and we want you to know that it's universal. 
and that uh, everybody has injuries. So that's one thing yeah. that can help kids that if you're not injured, then, uh, you know, you're not living. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's going to happen. Once injuries you're are going to happen. Of, you're always dealing with them now. Yeah. And every you know nobody's I mean? healthy. Like, you know, even in the club world, like a lot of people aren't healthy, but um what uh what are the ones that were most depressing for you like or that the took one, the longest yeah time? oh the, that we were kind of talking about them but let's talk yeah. about those a little bit more. well the word like the ankle one the, so when the ankle happens it's awful because i yeah. again i always watched people have ankle injuries yeah and i just thought oh man i've never had one I've never that's had the one. one i see the most yeah especially when they land on someone else yes Sucks. in volleyball very common and it's you're going to be out for a while when yeah. it happens yeah. generally speaking if it's a bad one mine was yeah that was upsetting because the weird thing about that one and i think people can relate is like i hadn't been on crutches much in my life mm. and i had no idea the crutch what a pain like opening a door is if you have a bag or you're, yeah like it was very weird like getting in and out of cars you just take these things for granted so there isn't it's kind of interesting because it does teach you this new perspective on like wow i should be more grateful for when i'm healthy uh, and maybe is there anything does, I can, does is there anything that, I can yeah. do to like stop this from happening again? Yeah, so yeah. like, in some ways, the injuries in my life, the back one. Oh, see, I, I didn't talk about the back one. I had a really bad back injury once where I couldn't play. I was moving a washer dryer <laughs> up a stairs while I was playing. Did you slip a disc? I must, yeah, I must, I must have slipped hernia a disc. Yeah, I no, slipped. you don't have a hernia. You'd still feel that now, but I slipped a disc uh, for sure. Do I think. we even know what that means? Slipped a disc. Yeah, the yeah. disc slips Just out like, from like, the like, yeah, then the bones, the cushion between the spine. Uh, you know, your uh, what do you call them? The um, you know, uh, the things in your spine, vertebrae. Uh, so then there's no cushioning, right? Because the discs are the cushioning between yeah, the vertebrae, yeah. and then if it slips out a little gross. bit, it can also get it. It can also cause a nerve impingement. Well, and that nerves could have herniated the disc where that's a rupture in part of the disc, but obviously that hasn't happened. No, because you would still feel that. Yeah, okay. it, this was like a like a slip that was causing a nerve impingement, that's shooting pain around the back. Like I couldn't walk for a few days. Yeah, it's brutal. <clears> but um, again, it's funny because uh, depending on who you go to and who you talk to, one one chiropractor told me you're gonna have to keep coming back lifetime of whatever and i was like oh, okay really, really? Yeah, yeah yeah really of course Ooh. of course yeah so then i went and i, I started that was the, that's the ugly stereotype i don't know what actually happened well it does happen it does happen and so i went is that to, still a that, stereotype i think it's still a stereotype of i mean isn't all like let's be honest like it, anything that is an industry is going to be very few people in that industry and you'll meet them there are I, people who exist but but not everyone because i don't want to like because I, I know well sorry what i mean is the system is set up like it's so that you could be a great person in an industry but if the system that exists is rooted in if yeah like whoever writes your textbook whoever writes your creates your medical school if they are industries then they are going to make you know but for the for, for the people out there who don't want to do the work themselves like if they're not going to have some home routine where they're you know you don't have have to do yoga you can just like do your own stretching and this and foam roll if they're not going to do that and then they're going to keep getting this pain so and then they're just going to keep going to the chiro or the physio or whatever and they're getting better that way i mean yeah no, but for so, sure but they're, they're, that's one way to deal with it no, but they're it's going to cost a lot of money no no no. but there's there's a way like so the difference we're talking about here is that's not the way i would do it because no, no, but you're the, not learning anything. but the, the difference is like so you're learning so you're doing something for sure that can help you in the short term but there's a difference between treating symptoms well and yeah and fixing okay. the root cause right yeah, yeah and if you're lucky enough you'll find a chiropractor who or a doctor or a nurse or whatever or you'll find someone in the medical community who cares about root causes but if you're not lucky then you will meet someone 
I think the majority of the system is set up to treat symptoms, and symptoms Which will makes, keep reoccurring. It makes sense from if a you business. never deal with. Yeah, it's a business model, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like, and and but it doesn't even have to be that mean. Like again, if you're educated in a certain no. box, you will think you're helping people, and you'll think you're doing a great thing, and yeah, you are, yeah. and you are, because that's that well, you're being a good person. Especially if they're not taking care of themselves, they're going to keep calling you. So yeah. It's like, well, see, the the good thing is, like again, our society does not focus much on preventive. So the best chiropractor I ever worked with was one who told me that if she does her job, then I will never need to see her again. And she yeah, said, look, yeah. you're willing to do the work. I can tell you, you do the work. So she said, uh, you know, I'm going to show you some things. I'm going to yeah. show you how to fix it. This was, the, ner- was, this cool. was the, the leg nerve thing. Yeah, yeah, That was the most upsetting probably if I were to go anything. Because I was like still young enough to jump and I was always a high jumper. And like the weird thing was I was sitting there, I couldn't jump. And I was looking at these people who never played, less athletic people than me, less people who, like people who never played volleyball. Yeah. And they were jumping higher than me. And I was like, man, this is killing me, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, um, but she said to me, like, look, I'm going to show you some things and you probably never need to see me again. And sure enough, after a few visits. Yeah, was some um, cool stuff. The, it was network spinal fl- analysis. It was yeah. very interesting. It's a new form. I think one of the biggest tricks to that whole thing is breathing on your front. So like, yeah. if anybody has any back trouble, you know, in your back can handle it. Uh, lying flat on your front somewhere and doing some deep breathing is interesting because it forces the air back into the vertebrae. And I think that's a almost, yoga thing too. Well, it's almost, yeah, it's like, it's like the, you get a massage. It's, it's like, like a it's, decompression. It's like, it's like traction too, right? Like, you know, invert, yeah, like, I yeah, used yeah. to have an inversion table I tried, but I didn't really have good results with that. Um, so this thing though it does the same. It sends air to sort of um, expand your spine and you know the vertebrae, especially the low spine. And right? speaking of discs, right? Yeah, low spine. And if there are things in there that need to be realigned, space will yeah, help yeah. them get lined in. It's kind of like a meditative thing as well. Yeah, but I was past it. Yeah, like, yeah. I was like in a coma. Like, you, every time you, went every to see time her, right? she went, it was weird. It was yeah. like weird witchcraft. <laughs> I was like passed out. Like it was like. I don't know what happened. That's 15 minutes. Like, <laughs> you don't know what happened. Oh. No, 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 I woke up, my clothes were on backwards. No, no. <laughs> no, no, but I yeah. was, uh, I just. Got I, all the money in your wallet. <laughs> yeah. There were literal times where I went in, I said, okay, I'm not going to fall asleep this time. And she, okay, so, you know, you're, you're okay, now I'm going to turn over on your front. She pushes these pressure point areas in your back and in your breathing and then out. <laughs> it's crazy. That's crazy, dude. It's crazy. Wasn't yeah. she like pulling on your legs and stuff, like checking yeah. like, the range of motion? <laughs> yeah, it sounds, to... sounds weird when you say it like that, but yeah. yeah. She was like, she was doing like range of motion and she was, uh, yeah, like just hitting spots. Like she could feel spots that were tight and then... Uh, on your back? On present? my back, my butt. Uh, <laughs> I, I fell in love with this one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, and then, um, yeah, and then she would fold up the like This was the handle that, you know, get that flossing going, I think, too, and it was really, really fascinating. I only, I only went to saw her. I only went to see her like, um, I guess in total, maybe, maybe ten times. You know, and even then, like, I think I probably could have cut it a little shorter. Um, but um, and I have naps were just too good though. The naps and the but just the, <laughs> but she gave me some great flossing exercises yeah. that helped. So, but I think we we got to get back to we got to get back to this because I know these are fascinating yeah, to yeah. hear for people. But um, so when an injury happens for young players, I think that the biggest part is the. Uh, well, so here's the thing, like, okay, personally, just for me living long enough, my thinking is like when an injury happens right away, my experience with a hospital is that they'll tell you, uh, they can't see much usually cause they're swelling. So if it's an ankle, 
they might have a hard time or need, they might have a hard time telling you what's wrong because of the blood, the inflammation. Yeah, stuff. hospitals, they're not meant to deal with athletic injuries. They'll do the scan and stuff, yeah, but that's, that's not where I would go at all. I know. Goodness and so my Achilles, when, when my Achilles tendon just happened, everybody's like, oh, did you go to the doctor? And I was like, mm, not really, because I know what they're going to, they're just going to tell me like surgery or drugs and manage the pain, stay it. off it. And I, well, a lot of it you already know too, right? Like, it's peace of mind for sure though, right? That's what people love is mm. they go to the doctor and the doctor will tell them peace of mind stuff, right? They just want someone in a position of yeah. authority to say, here's what's happening. Just rest. Here's some painkillers. Yeah. And that's fine. Um, in my case, because I'm old, because I've had injuries, because I knew that, um, you know, the body, uh, it, it, so the swelling that happened in my Achilles tendon to me, I don't see that as swelling. I see that as nature's cast. Nature is saying, For sure. nature is sending exactly blood to is. the area to yeah. heal it. And it's like, boom, here it is. Don't move this for a while. Yeah. And for a couple of days, I didn't. But the, if I if I went the air cast route, because at my age, they probably wouldn't say surgery. Although if, they're, if you're still active in sports, they might say, let's do surgery. So I know someone who had the exact same injury at me, almost at the exact same time, who was 20 24 yeah. years younger than me. Yeah, yeah. 25 years younger than me, okay? She went the air cast route and she looked at me two weeks after and was like, what the hell? Because I was walking around and I was getting my range of motion back. So the atrophy that she was going to experience, the, the this lack of mobility, lack of flexibility in her Achilles tendon will require six <laughs> six months of physio. I still can't believe this. Right? They so told in my, well, I mean, that's what I've never so, air casted so, anything. So here's the thing. So the solutions today are surgery or if and not, surgery is even more ridiculous. If not, then right I away mean, to air cast. I shouldn't, I don't know. Like there's like, I don't know if an injury gets at, at some point it's so bad. Like what a, does a torn ACL require surgery? Like fully torn? Is that a... See, I, I don't even know if yeah. these terms are proper. Well, I mean, like, the, the tricky part is I think some things align, but so what I did in my With case, that, you would because like you need to reattach the thing. So in my case too, right? So my Achilles tendon was torn, so... Not fully though. Uh, not fully. I don't think like, it was pretty bad. Like there's a, there's a certain test you can do to check how yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. And mine didn't You're have You're still able full, to lift your heel. But I did <laughs> elevate my heel. So I did So I did a lot of research from... So what my theory is, like I can go to my local doctor, I could go to my local hospital. What are the odds that I'm living within proximity of one of the best uh, Achilles tendon injury people in the world versus I can go online, do some due diligence, find the person who is the authority mm, on mm -hmm. Achilles tendons and see what they say about it. And sure enough, what the best thing that I found was the heel wedge. So I put a heel wedge in to make sure that my Achilles could now reattach successfully. Even if it's partial or full, I need that elevation of the heel. That made good sense to me. Like, okay, yeah, I can't just leave my Achilles down here flat mm -hmm. and then hope that it just grows up because that'll create an elongation, a permanent elongation. You, know, you don't want it to heal long. Yes. You want to make sure it maintains springiness. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I put a heel wedge in, kept my heel elevated. Um, and then I got the, the beauty of me walking as early as possible is that the, the flexibilities there, yeah. the natural movements there, the blood rushing, well, if it gets yeah. a little sore is there. Moving it, blood's going in and out. Yeah. yeah, yeah Cause yeah. the biggest thing I read was like, if you put it in an air cast, which everybody says to well, do, then you are just you're locking it, it down and locking the, and, down and, and movement and blood. Flow. Well, I had it in an air cast too. That's the other thing too. So I did put it in an air oh, cast for you, two days. You got the weird imbalance. Well, right? yeah, I, I looked at my ankle after two days in the air cast and it looked dead and i'm like how can blood restriction to an area ever be good 
right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, How can yeah. blood restriction to an injury ever be good? If blood yeah. is the essence of what heals injuries, <laughs> this is why we scab, this is why blood yeah, yeah. rushes to, this is why we bruise, right? Because the blood is rushing to heal an area that's injured. So I'm like, how can blood restriction of an air cast ever help healing? And it can't. And how can movement um, be bad for blood flow? It can't. So I got as mo- moving as early as possible. And sure enough, after two you, or three weeks, some people wouldn't even know I had the injury. You wore that cast for not even a week? Not even, your... no, like two days. Like yeah, after, yeah. after a day, first day, I was Screw like, this, this feels wrong. This yeah. feels like, and I'm setting myself up for months of physio, not from the injury, but from the air cast. Yeah. Like, that's what I mean about the, the industry is where your rehab is because of what you had done. Like, so yeah. I had this, like me, I learned this <laughs> right, from like, my right, shoulder. Right, right. I was in rehab for like a year from what, when they went in there. Whereas if I was doing yoga and some range of motion stuff that was safer, healthier, I probably never had to go in there. Right. I don't know. Cause like I said, remember they even said themselves, the cartilage wasn't badly attached. So, so I, I do mm. uh, not to like, we don't want to, like, I know people listening and they're fully mm. in, in favor of the medical establishment and that's fine. That's okay. But just understand that you are going to, they're going to tell you things that are treating symptoms. They're going to tell you to take a drug, cover up the pain, which is the worst thing for an injury because you might make it worse. So like for years after my shoulder surgery, I would pop an Advil before I played volleyball. That's just how I played for about 20 years. Okay. Awful for my body. (laughs) I think... I forgot. I have another injury we didn't talk about, and it's the worst one. But it, <laughs> the anyway. show topic's totally different. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think if you have a good, like when I was, when I had that quad tear in varsity with an athletic therapist team, the only good thing, the the best thing that that team, what it did for my injury was it got me back to that range. It got me back to performing really quickly, got me, kept my range of motion, and it definitely minimized the scar tissue to like as if I was never injured at all. Um, yeah, so that's, that's the, huge. yeah, but also you healed. So the only reason I'm saying this is because you healed yourself on your own. You just knew what to do. Right. And we don't know, we, we don't know what the quantity of scar tissue is or the, the quantity of say, uh, loss of range of motion. Like mm-hmm. obviously your range of motion isn't the same right now. You haven't had enough time to put in the work to get it back mm-hmm. now. It's, 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 it's there. Yeah. Like, it's, it's there it, and it's I likely going to, it's likely going to go right back to where it was or like yeah. 99.5%. Yeah. I don't know. Like, cause well, yeah, sorry. It's just, no, go ahead. I forgot the, the other injury I had was the worst one I've had is where right. I hyperextended my elbow. Right. This is similar to yours in a way in that it was, I ended up landing upside down. Someone took my legs out from under me. It's a freak accident landed on my arm and then it hyperextended the way it's not supposed to. Mm blasted all the tendons it was gnarly like i wanted to puke it was so painful and now i did i went i went and saw a physiotherapist like um i'd say like a week after as soon as i could get a booking and then cost me like 120 dollars and she like just an evaluation kind of told me what to do and stuff and then i didn't go back because i just you knew the answer she told you right well and i just like arrest yeah, and then she's like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna." And then, but she had to show me some. They had to show me some stuff to mm-hmm. like. We're gonna do this and this, and so okay, some exercises. But I was like, you know, I already know enough. I've been through enough injuries. I know enough about whatever, and I just kind of like dealt with it on my own. And even even then, I actually didn't take the best care of it. Like I actually like, yeah. I just I rested it a lot. I sat down and like I just played a lot of video games. And did, like, did they tell you to demobilize or immobilize it? Uh, well. 
No, they didn't tell me. They, well, they just said, like, obviously don't do anything that's painful. Right, but they didn't try to wrap it up or lock it in a no. air cast or anything. No, no. Well, I, I, I'm i pretty sure because I told them I'm not going to do that. Hmm. And so that was already an option off oh, the table. But, but then, they, they would have. Uh, they probably would have immobilized it. Maybe. I, don't I think know. immobilization is really weird. They never mentioned a cast or anything like that. Okay. But I went back to work quickly. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. I was already using it, lifting it up with like things above my arm and it hurt, but it wasn't like, it was like low grade pain. Yeah. And right? you were smart. You weren't stupid. Like some people are stupid with injuries and they go do crazy stuff. Right. Yeah. I wasn't doing that. And then yeah. every day I had like my own little routine. I was like warming it up in a bath and I was checking range of motion. Cause that's what I was worried about. I was worried about range of motion and like scar tissue. And so I was like addressing that in whatever little ways I could. And then finally, as it was getting better, like it took, it took months. It was that bad. Mm. It was, um, but then like, I felt like, I was like, oh no, I've lost like 2% range of motion. Here I am like getting depressed in my mind. I'm like, I'm never going to hit the same. But now like it's been two years now and now it's like. Jeez, was that two years ago? Something like that. Holy I, think, I know. Smokes. It's crazy. But now it's that. it's back to almost the way it was. And like, and I've been playing volleyball and like it feels fine. And like I'm doing stuff and it doesn't hurt at all. Right. It was hurting that one season when I was blocking and I would block a ball. It would like yeah. shake my elbow, but like hitting a ball in there. Now it doesn't hurt at all. And I'm just like, so, so my whole point of this long winded thing is like, mm-hmm. say I, I had dropped the a thousand fifteen hundred dollars or whatever, and I would have had what a 1% better recovery than what I just did on my own. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. That maybe. maybe not. Like my arm, my arm works just as fine as it, as it was, or like uh, I've, uh, in my, I think it does. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Again, maybe one, 2% better yep. had I have um, stayed with this physiotherapist well I, so yeah that's my rant no but not no but um, i learned i learned in my shoulder issue and uh because i don't want to tell people not to yeah no we're I mean? not yeah we're not doctors and you know i don't mm-hmm. i mean not that i know i'll be honest with you i don't <laughs> i think that that term i'm not a doctor is um interesting because it, like, again the medical establishment so, so when i you know taught philosophy and taught sociology for a lot of years and you know you studied the medical mm-hmm. establishment wrote a lot about it meant the, the medical health industry a little bit in my in my university years and like, you know if something's created with profit in mind i mean here's the thing so you got two parties there's you the athlete and there's the trainer or the physiotherapist or whatever you want to call it one person's one, job is dependent one on. yeah one of them is dependent <laughs> on you keep coming back for as long as possible to help pay their bills and feed their family which is fine mm-hmm. the other one's goal is to stop the training as soon as possible stop the recovery and get on with it like you know make sure they're recovered faster mm-hmm. uh, i think you know it, you will meet the trainers who you know like i said like you're the chiropractor too and you want your trainer your chiropractor your anybody to say to you my goal is to get you out of here as fast as possible and to teach you to never come back again so that's that's the benefit of of an at on a sports team because their pay their pay is based on how quickly they can get that athlete back. that's the difference yes that's why pro athletes get out there faster than the average person everybody's like how come they get the better treatment well because they're that person great point they're not yeah they're not feeding their family. They're not earning more for having, uh, you know. The less injured yeah. their team is, the, the more secure they are in their position. Exactly. And getting them yeah, back yeah, faster. Yeah. And then preventative stuff is part of this <coughs> built into those goals. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. so like taking it back to kids out there. So the doctor right away question, sometimes you have to be careful with that because they might um, be thinking that, well, one, the, they're going to give you the obvious answers of painkillers, rest. We can't really see much right now. We'll have to assess later on. 
Um, but obviously for people out there, go see your doctor, especially if it's a terrifying injury. Really. Yeah, like, yeah, if, yeah. If, if it's you, a, if it's a very big, cause you don't know other things may have happened. Like yeah. we were talking about stuff, like our definitions of big injuries, luckily haven't been like, you know, some well, femur I issue. I think you can or, say if you really have no idea what's going on and you don't even know, like have an idea of where to begin to, to start therapy, then you obviously need to start somewhere. And so if you, yeah, for local physicians or whoever, for sure, start there, start somewhere. And Um, and we will add like, so that's a great point. Yeah. If you don't know, uh, we, I think, uh, you know, age helps. We're not 12 years old anymore. Like, you know, but, uh, and I think mobility early is one piece of advice. we If you can tolerate it. So find out, and this is where you have to go in there a little bit as an athlete, as a young athlete, or as a parent, have your child not, don't force them to do things, but you have to let them know, listen, we got to start, moving this injury as fast as possible because it in mobility means oh, yeah. blood flow yeah, yeah, yeah and blood flow is what heals everything yeah. okay blood flow has all of the things that heal cuts they heal injuries if you don't have good blood flow in the area you have to make sure nice and early do that because that'll make your recovery so much faster yeah and those final few you won't have to spend like six months gaining back flexibility and removing scar tissue like because scar tissue forms when the blood is not moving very well so it pools and it so you want the the i i highly recommend no matter what the injury is that the athlete um get it mobile soon because you don't want to be you don't want to be yeah locked down and immobile no one wants that unless yeah you don't want that so it also adds to the depression right yes like big time for me my when my achilles happened i was like oh god i can't drive for months yeah i can't do anything i can't and then once i was like no no, you know what i'm gonna take this off after a couple days and i was like i got my life back I was able to do a lot of things. Couldn't play sports, couldn't do, work out, but I could move around. I could walk. I could drive. Yeah, like, and everybody was telling me. A lot of people had the injury. Said, "Oh no, you can't do that. You got to get it in an air cast. Yeah, you yeah. got to do this." And I was like, "Listen, I'm I'm not going to deal with the depression because that's the part that we're going into next. Right? Mm. The, the mental anguish of an injury, especially for an athlete or someone who's super active, is the worst part, right? Because it's." It, not only do you have this physical thing now, I, I still can't believe this casting. It's just so because like not having it on every day, you get to feel that little bit of improvement. Yeah, and, like, and that's, I, I knew when it was ready to go to the next step. Yeah, right. Like I knew, okay, I can start to do some stuff here. And I was literally getting feedback, as you said, every day. Yeah, it's, right? yeah. yeah. Cast on is lock. It's not only locking down the movement; it's locking down the feedback you're getting. Yeah, totally. it's like you're just gonna take it off one day and be like, "Well, I hope it's better," and then go and do something and blast it out again. Yeah, like, and that's the problem with painkillers. If it's, it's not, just, if it's not like dire, like if it just hurts, right? If it just hurts, and people just say, "Take a painkiller, take a painkiller," and then every time you take a painkiller, you're numbing your ability to feel it. Mm. Right? Like me taking you know, those painkillers before I play, like t- taking Advil before I played was making my shoulder worse, right? It, na- nature's pain is, so these, to use that metaphor again of the show, right? Pain is nature's way of telling us what we need to change or stop, right? Yeah, in, like in life, in life too, right? Like people who do are doing bad things or doing bad paths, they experience a lot of pain and that's the universe saying, hey, uh, maybe you should switch this up. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You know how you keep getting kicked out of uh, volleyball tournaments for screaming <laughs> at little kids? <laughs> you should probably, ch- that pain and embarrassment is supposed to be like, so if I, if, and, and the shoulder pain, for, for instance. Comparison, I like that. Yeah, shoulder pain is like, hey, that's your nature's way of saying what you're doing here is not working or you're doing.
doing yeah, it wrong. Yeah, check your biomechanics you here. But if you take like, a painkiller, if you numb it, <laughs> then you're basically saying, shut up, nature. Yeah. Shut up, lesson. <laughs> I'm just going to keep doing this. Yeah. yeah. It's like the, so that's, that pain is uh, like, it's funny. Like we keep going back to the theme of pain in the yeah, show. Yeah, like. How, how good it is for us. Good point. My my volleyball swing is now better. And it, it didn't, ha- it, the major jump, it, it happened when I was 29 when I injured it so bad that I had to rethink of how I was hitting the ball. First, I had to, I had to get it better. I did a, the best, you know, that towel stretch. Yes. Oh my yes. god. So feels so. Good. I need to do that more because, f- yeah, freeing up my front delts and like pec and whatever. I think I was just too. You breathe. This developed opens your chest. You know, yeah, like getting my everything. shoulder back yeah. there. But mm. then, yeah, and then coming back, I was like, okay, I knew what the what made it bad. So then I was like, okay, I gotta hit this way, and then just constantly reminding myself, gotta hit this way, gotta yeah. hit this way, and so our whole society has a messed up relationship with pain and suffering right like our whole society thinks that you should spend your life avoiding pain when really and and yet our same culture has the same learning moments yeah our same culture has the same belief that only failure makes you learn so like like so we spend our whole time trying to avoid failure and pain on one hand and yet we acknowledge that those are the moments that teach us the most right so we which is it right so yeah so we, and we protect our kids and we protect ourselves from hard situations and then you wonder why when something happens we can't deal with it or they can't deal with it so it's an interesting relationship with pain i think we have and it sort of it sort of shows itself in all aspects of our society including our health our health model how we deal with injuries and how we see them as all oh, the end of the world not because look at you and me talking like like have we <laughs> Our injuries have literally made us like really good. Like when somebody has an injury, I know everybody does this, but we've literally had it and we've fixed it and with yeah. no, nothing else but ourselves. And so we know what we're doing wrong all the time to the point where I'm predicting my injuries now. It's fun. <laughs> it's like a game. Yeah. Like <laughs> this last, yeah. Yeah. This last one was the worst. And now I almost feel like I can kind of deal with anything at this point. I've dealt with a back thing and yes. like back ones are chronic. Like everyone. Oh. Friend of, right, ours, but, friend of ours is having back issues. Uh, Trenton is having... Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah. He's debilitating. And he's upset. He's depressed. And yeah, it's the worst because it takes out everything. Yeah. Yeah. You feeling it every day? It is. It, yeah. You're, that's a good point because it is con- like being able to deal with it. And now... And the thing is, uh, the, I know the accountability is on myself because I know I've dealt with it in the past. So if it's coming up again, it's basically the only depressing thing now is that I'm just... I only have myself to blame. I'm just well, like, that, that's it, right? Like, so I, <laughs> yeah, and this is yeah, what yeah. I want to talk maybe, to. So that's the, maybe that's the reason by the, behind the whole pill thing is that there's, that's the way out. Whereas instead it's like, oh, this is happening again. I'm the only one to blame. This sucks. It's my own fault. Yeah. It's like, well, the pill's easier to take than do the work. Yeah, right? yeah, that's yeah. what my Cairo said to me. She said, uh, you do the work. So I'm, I know you're, yeah, you're probably, you're probably not going to be back. Dude, here. I was doing, I did yoga every freaking morning this last week i'm finally getting on a good tear and it's yeah. uh, it's not easy i'm waking up at like 6 5 30 in the morning and then i'm like stretching and like you know how stiff you are in the morning right mm-hmm, so i'm like mm-hmm. and it's just like a bad but like 20 minutes of it and then i'll like or 30 whatever i feel better yep and then going for a run the run like now i'm on my runs it takes like two three kilometers just to like break stride and feel good that's when i'm not but if i stretch before i can get into that much quicker i'm like yeah. this is and again so that was back with the heavyweight squatting and stuff yeah i love that stuff but the mobility again for me for my where i am right now the stretching is what i really got to focus and i know it's because it's, it's also the harder thing to do mm, yeah <laughs> it's way way we had, harder we had, we had that interesting discussion too where we were like 
do you think stretching is like a rubber band? Like in some weird way, the more you stretch, the more you need to maintain it. Because if you stretch and then stop, does your body collapse back like a rubber band releasing into more tension? Or do you think I don't you just know feel it more? That. It makes sense to me though. Like if you if you stretch your body for like a stint, like like suppose you are you good, saying are you losing the elasticity? Well, what I mean is like so. Let's suppose you're like you get into a really good stretching routine, right, for a regular consistent basis, and then you stop for three weeks. Do, your body will definitely feel the difference more than someone who never stretched. Oh yeah, you know what well, I mean. Well, right. It, what I'm also getting at too, like, is there something about? Is it worse for you? Because now you've like so picture the elastic band stretching, okay, and then because you're the one stretching it every day, I guess. Well, the the elastic the, the elastic band does lose elasticity over yeah, time. Yeah, but I don't right? think a muscle. I don't think we can compare an elastic band as one for one as a as a muscle group because they're a muscle is much more complicated than an elastic band. Mm-hmm. There's way more going on there. So, yeah, but not really. Yeah, no, no. Fibers it's, it's, that create. Yeah, but like your muscle is a bunch of cells, and then they all contract, right? And then what the parts that we're stretching is the sheath, the connective tissue that wraps them and then attaches them to the bone. So those, I, I'm assuming, those connective tissues stretch to some degree, and we can elongate the muscle cells. But like the way a muscle con- contracts, it's not based on elasticity; it's based on contraction, which each cell like shortens. What by I mean, like, what, well, what I mean is you're lengthening the muscles through stretching. Yeah. And then if you stop, do they snap back? <laughs> like everything else in nature. Like the universe, well, they go to a bounce point because around each joint we have the agonist and antagonist muscles, so it's going to go to that you, neutral Before position. you answer this, I need you to understand that the universe itself is collapsing. You, you know what? <laughs> we should really get a kinesiologist or someone. <laughs> no, no, show. but it's bigger than a kinesiologist. What I'm saying to you is that keep in mind that the universe itself is expanding. Yes, and col- and will collapse. It, it should co- start. So to everything in nature that stretches. Gonna ha- gonna everything happen. in nature. No, don't change the subject now. Oh, everything that stretches. Yeah, <laughs> don't forget. I am your guru. <laughs> Episode one, <laughs> call back. No, anyway, uh, I, I, I don't. I don't know. Yes, but uh, the key is there that what you said about so athletes, um, you can take the pill to uh, get rid of pain, or you can do the work of not. Um, preventative right the preventative act of of training and this is the number one thing about an injury is like don't just get better don't feel better from an injury and go back uh to playing without doing some uh improvements in behavior around the joint or around that injury or around your whole body because especially when it comes to ligaments right um people think that you know you're better off breaking a bone than spraining something the ligaments, bones grow back stronger. Ligaments yeah. uh, have permanent damage. So you really need to do good work around ligament stuff. So my ankle stuff, when I, I, I remember um, when my ankle injury happened, it was the first one I had and everybody would t- told me, I was 35, I think. And they're like, oh, it'll never come back. It'll never come back. Why would people say that? that like, they, the f- because they love, because it never <laughs> came like, It's because they never. Oh, I really misery, want to swear there. Holy moly. Misery loves company. Yeah, right? I would be like, you like no there were people who were telling me just uh, it'll never come back Holy it'll crap. never come back because they didn't do the work i can't stand that yeah but it's okay it's okay but but for me luckily <laughs> i'm the right mindset and when people tell me that stuff i'm like watch and yeah, so yeah, one, yeah, one yeah. simple little trick so I'm, I'm assuming we have a lot of people listening who've had ankle injuries or knee or joint like that are you know below their hips so one thing that I did that really helped, and I literally read this in uh, Men's Health magazine about uh, oh, every morning. That's where you get your information. 
That's where I get all my information. <laughs> uh, by I the way, did you know that? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds back. Oh, yeah, eh? yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so one little tip that a physiotherapist wrote about was the balance. So when you're brushing your teeth every morning, right? Ankle recovery, stand on the injured ankle. Because, you know, brushing throws you off balance a little bit. And then um, you, so I banged my head off that sink. No, no, no. <laughs> so many times. No, 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 no. <laughs> but just brushing your teeth and then that the stabilizer muscles that never get worked in that ankle That's will stabilize. Yeah. And I remember it was feeling like little pains in there. I'm like, wow, I'm feeling weird things yeah, bouncing. Yeah, yeah. And, and things then, tiring out real and, quick. And then at the gym, I would do a thing where I would, you know, ankle brace on a, on a weight stack on my uh, non-injured ankle and I would stand there and pull and move the weight stack around with my healthy ankle and the, like a cable thing you're like a cable yeah a cable oh, okay, machine okay. sorry yeah and then my right foot which was injured my right ankle was doing the stabilizing oh stuff. i see and i would literally I'd do it at the end of my leg workout yeah 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 and so i was like dripping with sweat because all of those stabilizers were working like crazy as I was yeah, doing yeah, like yeah. different pull away exercises with my yeah and it was like crazy and I'm, I'm nobody in the gym is doing that exercise right yeah but i'm like and, and people look at me like i'm crazy but i know that i'm really working out those you see cause... little stabilizer muscles so when my ankle goes back to play i'm not going yeah. to roll it again and i think soccer is the reason why i didn't have so many ankle rolls because i was doing all those other and different w- exercises what movements. are the exercises that everyone else in the gym is doing but they're, they're doing, doing the, main, the, ones, the big muscles yeah, yeah but they're doing the ones because again we're, we're worried about we want instant results so or vanity muscle yeah or van- but also so like this guys whole, not working out their legs <laughs> right this whole muscle or injury prevention stuff is that people want instant so they think you know do the squats do the deads do the this will give me the higher vertical whatever and like oh <laughs> <laughs> oh we have a phone call just ignore it okay just well ignore. it's gonna go off for a while isn't it I don't think so. <laughs> turned it Nobody on. can hear it. Nobody can hear it. <laughs> okay. Um, so the, 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 the mental challenge will be to do more than, is going to be to do more than those. It's going to be to do more than just the squat stuff. It's going to be like, because you're going to, do injury prevention stuff, it's not glorious and you, you're not going to feel the benefit of it, right? Well, I shouldn't say that. Like injury, you will. You'll feel the I benefit. I think you will. Yeah. Yeah, but you're not going to like... You're show, not, show them off at the beach. Yeah, you're not doing these glory <laughs> exercises, right? You're doing this weird stuff that Zub was talking about, right? Where you're doing like this off-balance stuff, and but that stuff's going to pay off, right? Or you're doing yoga, right? That's not a very glorious thing, but... Well, it's, it's again, it's a universal law, right? Like there's the people who do... The, the universe is collapsing. Well, the, 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 the people do <laughs> the stuff for show, yeah. right? And there's the hard work that nobody sees right. that it goes into success and it's not glamorous and it's not, it's the opposite of what we praise and hail. Yeah. Like, you know, we praise and we glorify all the public. Um, so I, part of what it is, is like we, we see the finished product of success in anything mm. and we don't see what went into it. So, and then we try to replicate it from the top down so we try to replicate success from what we see on the surface yeah we're yeah. going to copy what that person's doing but we don't see what they're doing when no one's watching right we don't see that and that's the same with the, with rehab and preventative stuff so if you're someone doing those exercises that you see everyone doing somewhere that is not the key to athletic success and injury prevention but at the same time if if someone's doing those and they're doing them like on schedule all the time. That's a huge, the fact that you're in the gym and oh, doing that. Yeah. You need that's to amazing. do them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to do them. But like if you just do them, 
mm-hmm. then like I sort of what I was talking about before where, you know, if you're not going to those other areas and doing these stabilizer things, well, then you might blow out your knee and you might right. blow out your shoulder. And, and especially because this is about a sport, it's about volleyball. Like these things aren't necessarily, they're not going to help your range of motion. They may, they may or may not. Well, probably not. Like, cause it, even when you're doing like a deep squat or whatever, like, you know, this, the, what's his name? Knees over toes guy. He's getting mm-hmm. into those crazy split squats where his knees are going way beyond. Like I did, a, I tried a bunch of these exercises and they're like, those are the ones that paid off the most where you're yep. really doing, getting in this crazy range of motion. Exactly. Right? Cause he's, he knows that you, he's gone back to old world thinking Yeah, that if you are not, again, it's a metaphor. And he had significant pain. He, he had his knee knees problems. Yeah. Eight bad. times his knees blew out and he was told he'd never be able to play basketball. But, but the point is that if you don't go into those areas uh, mm. that you're vulnerable and you don't deal with them, that's, then it's going to yeah. cause a blowout later on. So that's simple. So that's the preventative stuff. Now, what about... Tangents, so many tangents. Well, it's all related though. And hopefully, I think <clears throat> one cool thing about this is because we are talking openly about it, I think a lot of athletes will feel what we're feeling or understand what we're talking about. And, and cool, it's also cool because it's preparing them for a lifetime of injuries yeah. repair uh and not just repair don't wait for it to get better but be active in your recovery right? yeah be at, take some ownership in your recovery do some research one thing so like i, I think honestly like i want to i want to get into the mental side of it because i think that's what parents are wondering too like yeah. what can i do for my child who is injured today and is distraught right young player volleyball is their life hmm. uh, i think that um the one really thing is to it's important to stay mentally up right and now that's easier said than done i think that there's uh so humans are sort of made i think we're hardwired generally speaking especially if they're athletes to improve right like we need to be improving all the time so the temptation is to sit around i can't move much i can't play uh i'm gonna sit on the sofa i'm gonna do whatever for several months or i'm just gonna do my schoolwork are there other things that you can do that you can improve? Can you watch videos on mental training? Can you, like good mental training, I mean, can you read a book about uh, how to improve yourself um, in mm. other ways, you know what I mean, in life? Um, I think that's a huge part of what's missing for injured athletes is they're not improving themselves in other ways. They forget that sports can be mental. And again, we know there's a lot of crap mental training books, but there are some good things about life philosophies that you can learn there's a lot of good videos. I like that. Yeah. Can they watch our episodes? Right. <laughs> yeah. You can, you, it's a, it's an opportunity to where life has told you, Hey, you gotta, you, this is not happening for the next X amount of time, which is your sport. But now just like go explore some other stuff. Right. Yeah. I think that's a great thing. I think that's the key. Like, yeah. honestly, I think cause what's really missing from an injured athlete's life is the feeling of contributing, improving, getting better. Everybody's getting better, especially in young ages, right? They're getting better and I'm not, Yeah, or I'm missing out on the fun. So it's a small thing, but it is, it is a good way to psychologically get up. Cause if you, you know, picture yourself seeing a video or watching uh, or reading a book or something, that or are watching an episode of something like and you're like wow i learned something today or oh i i improved myself here right so improvement physically and having fun especially in the case so let's take the ankle blowout uh as a as an example the first three weeks 
you're probably not doing anything on it. This is a bad ankle blow. Maybe in yep. four weeks. It can be, you know, those ones that go black and they go halfway up your leg. Yep. So three, four weeks, you're, you, you want to move around on it and you, but you just can't, you literally can't for this. First, I mean, you can hobble around, but you're not going to be doing any physio or, and stuff like that. So in this moment, like you're kind of, yeah, you're a little sedentary or, you know, you're going to be elevating it, this, that icing. So yeah, get into some books or get into some cool, yeah. get into our show. Yeah. Get into, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like life is telling you and it, you can either choose to just wallow in it and like, see, I'm not a good example because when this happened to me, I just like went to work and like played video games and like, and then I like did my own like little <laughs> rehab on it, but that was my own way of like coping with it. Well, escape, escape is a thing. It was, right? that's what it was. Yeah. ways to escape and and not so healthy ways yeah. to escape. And, and but um, what I, the thing is, I wasn't exactly in. I was depressed for sure because like right. I had 100%. to cancel everything. Like I had to get a sub for the season. I'm no longer and I and I'm not physical. I wasn't even working on my legs. Right. Yeah, yeah. So like, don't do what I did. It wasn't good. I came back from it, but like, mm-hmm. it's not ideal. Well, like for me too. Like so, right now, like I'm at risk. Like you know, if I come back from this Achilles injury, train. Like so, I'm not going to do it unless I'm training really well. So that's cool. It's going to make me in better shape, right? So you'll notice it on camera, folks, if you watch the podcast. Over yeah, the next yeah. few weeks, I'm going to shrink and wither away into, you know. Or we're just going to zoom out. Gonna be very, or we could zoom out. We could fog. <laughs> we could just blur the screen as I uh, <laughs> get bigger and bigger. <laughs> no, but uh, so, you know, I'm like, what happens to me if I get injured again? Like, what happens if I have the next injury? Am I, so, you know, I'm like at the stage where like, am I done playing volleyball here? Um, or do I... Do I do I pack it in and just become a podcast host, a smart ass podcast? <laughs> no, no, but um, I think this last one you had was a good one, like a, a good one. You, this is the you first know you got to take it seriously, or yes, you're gonna run this risk. Warning shot, yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> nature's way. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, nature. Um, yeah, for sure. So mentally, you know, like when this happened, it's kind of funny though, because I I, I was talking with another friend of mine who's a younger player and she said the same thing like i said when the injury happened i instantly got a little excited about the rehab and the physio Hmm. because that nature i have where you know proving people wrong like you know that whole thing where i like to i see it as a challenge i see the challenge in it you know if you can ever get to that point athletes where you're just like you know this is a challenge just like beating a team or just like improving yeah true like i got a little and she said the same thing she was the same she said i know exactly what you mean it was taylor um Hmm. and she said that her knee, she had a really bad knee injury. Hmm. And she said she had the same feeling when the knee. No, is that like, because you know you have you don't have a choice? I mean you do have a choice, but like Yeah, for sure. I think of certain people in their mind, they know that they're now locked in to to commit to like treating this. Whereas some people will just like avoid it and then go to the physio route because that's like that's delegating that responsibility to someone else. Yeah. But you guys, High your self accountability. Yeah, you guys know that like the the choices are already made. The injury happens. The choice is made. I'm going to be taking care of this. And mm-hmm. then and I so think maybe, I think she, I think she went to see people more than I did. Okay. Like training and fit, but she was excited about that process. Yeah. Because I think what it is is it's that competitive notion where you're like, okay, this is just like another team or someone yeah. trying to take my spot on a yeah, team. Yeah. So this is just I'm gonna do this and then you know the feeling that you'll loved, get from yeah. overcoming you know it's interesting i loved working with the athletic therapist not gonna lie yeah these were it's not interesting eh? like yeah it was uh the process of coming back is fun yeah 
Yeah. So, I mean, I know that's easier. You almost said. come back stronger in certain injuries as well. Well, we just said that off the top. You come back stronger mentally. You come back stronger physically. You come back with better technique. Yeah. Huh. As long as you see. So that's the thing too, right? So if a young athlete gets injured, don't forget to see it as an opportunity to make your body stronger. Learn something about your body. Like you said earlier, like these are not catastrophes. We think they are. Yeah. But it like... Uh, I the body's designed to, to deal with injuries. It like is. it's it's literally designed to. Yeah, it hurts and you're out for a little bit, but like it's and so are our minds, right? Our minds are designed. Like, yes, it's awful and it's suffering, but there's nothing. Sometimes it's very useful to suffer. Like we talk about Buddhism a lot in the show, yeah. right? And the, the existence of suffering mantra is so fascinating because the quicker you wrap your head around the life, that existence is suffering. I used to teach this all the time. To when I was teaching philosophy, but until you go through stuff, you don't really realize what it means. It means yeah. like, no, no, start expecting bad things to happen. And then you'll realize that you'll be super happy when good things happen. And isn't versus, this... versus someone who expects life to be rainbows and peaches. And then when poop hits the fan, they're like devastated. The sooner you wrap your head around right. that, you know, we talked about this before. It sounds so bleak, but you know, life is the older you get, the more sad and <laughs> depressing. You get. A lot of bad things yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you're yeah. like, you know, why am I, and every day you wake up in the morning and go, oh, God, no, this might, this might happen today or this is happening today or all oh, this. There's just no way our 12-year-old selves could handle the burden of our adult <laughs> reality. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we got here slowly over time. But also the, the thing about the, these tough things and the benefit, the, the, the mental benefit of doing tough things, whether it's exercise or you know, cold showers or stretching or, or making yourself run, like, yeah. It's it's that you are telling yourself to do that. Putting yourself Yeah, under you're stress. the one who's initiating the suffering. <laughs> instead yeah. of it instead of it just happening to you and then you have to deal with it and like whatever, be sad and stuff. It's like No, but that's literally what exercise is. That is, no, exactly. It's, it's putting the body in stress. And that's what you were saying. So when shitty times do oh, I swore. When bad times happen, <laughs> You know, it's, suffering happen. You've already, you're going to be way more prepared for it if you've been putting yourself in a bad moment. Yes. Then, yeah. Right, yeah. And that's, that's why, that's saying. why yoga is so universal, right? Like yoga is so interesting because what is yoga telling you? So let's get our body in this really uncomfortable position. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I want you to relax while you're in this position and I want you to breathe while you're in this position. Yeah. So when life puts you in really uncomfortable positions, yeah. you are literally training your brain to breathe in tough situations and relax. And you then know, those situations. created yoga. Hmm. I did. <laughs> what a really smart it started out it. it started out as a school project and uh <laughs> i turned it into a business no um no so that's that's why going into stress by exercise right weight training is putting yourself into stress and breathing while you're putting yourself in through these hard things right so it's a very fascinating metaphor that mm. we don't really pick up on when when so when tough stuff happens in life it's almost like a form of exercise um lululemon made money off yoga for sure. <laughs> They're also a sponsor. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, they Porsche, are. Lululemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Thank know? you so much for sponsoring. Thanks for sending us the free Porsches and Lululemons. Can we get told to say that? No. Oh. We're advertising for them to all our... Oh, yeah. To every... But we don't actually get listeners and Lululemons. Listener. No. So maybe well, be like... How do you know? Maybe we do. Uh, how do they know? I'm oh, you're you're keeping all that? I'm keeping this. Yeah, I'm keeping it all. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. I show up in Lululemon. Anyway. Um, <laughs> people are going to think we don't drive nice cars. We drive nice cars. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so 
it's depressing, uh, but you can progress in other ways, and that's important. Now, what about this and one? You're like oh, you, you end up forgetting it. Like you end up forgetting what? I don't know. You, you end up forgetting the injury. Like this this thing. Like it was when I first got back into volleyball after my hyperextended elbow, terrifying injury. Yeah, for sure. I was a hesitant on a few. It happened hitting a pipe ball. I was pretty hesitant landing on someone again, mm-hmm. and then eventually got to the point where I don't. I'm back to normal. That's a good point. I don't even think about it. And I think this is there's like a, a natural mechanism and like whether it's intense mental or like psychological pain or physical pain, uh, our body and mind will hold it in short term memory, hmm. but it doesn't want you to be dwelling on it because that's going to restrict you from moving on. Yeah, moving on. Right. And so like even really emotionally awful times in my life it's funny i remember it but i don't remember the pain you mm-hmm, know what i mean because mm-hmm. like i don't want to be able i don't want to relive that yeah and it's, sometimes it's good to go back but yeah well i, I do think it, it is yeah. good to go back and i think it's difficult and it you actually you have to work too. sometimes it can make you happier yeah i i try to so like i like that point though that the injuries do move on and people forget that like yeah there are people who say oh yeah you're achilles and i go oh yeah yeah i've already forgotten about it because i'm walking around normally now right and uh but um but i do the the it's important to hold on to it a little bit i know what you're saying too yeah so for young athletes you will forget about it but maybe it's once in a while you should remember it because it'll it'll inform your it'll inform your training and just an awareness that it could happen again if you don't fix things like that's a good that's a good reminder for all of us in every aspect of our lives that thing that you hated could happen again if you don't take care of stuff or change or whatever right um so the one thing i want to talk about too is the now this this varies I think for athletes. So watching the team play or watching volleyball when you can't play, it varies. Mm. Oh, right. Some right, players right. some players will enjoy it, even like watching their team or uh you know they'll enjoy watching it. Um some players can't stand to watch. I think coaches and parents need to remember like how much that kid loves the sport. My personal opinion is even if you love it, you should probably go watch it because two things will happen. One, it'll make even you... Even if you don't like it? You, sorry, even if you don't like it, even if you don't think you can stand watching it. No, why like, Why do they... Why can they not stand it? Because well, they're not it, playing? Well, because it's torture, yeah. Like, it's, it's like when I'm injured, yeah, yeah. it's tough for me to watch volleyball sometimes. Like, of my friends, like, I wouldn't go I watch. think you should watch it, even if that's happening. Yes. Because especially if this is a, a team that you're serious about, because mm. it's also that you you... If your team loses, you want to be you want to lose with them still. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. So I'm also oh, okay. talking. I'm also talking about like watching it on TV or something. Yeah. Okay. Because like, but for your team, it's a different. Yeah, you're right. I right. think you should be part of a team, especially if you get along with the players on the team. Yeah, yeah. There's something about your healing where you'll still feel like that fun experience of being a part of the team. So I, I yeah, think yeah. that you should definitely go and watch for that reason. And then you should also go and watch because if it hurts you to watch volleyball that when you mean, can't play, right. it will probably help you get more motivated to it do, would. take the steps yeah, to come yeah, back, yeah. right? Like that's that's a good point. I think how could you not how could that not hurt in a way to like watch the sport while injured? Like well, we've yeah, been there. I, we've all been yeah, there. Yeah, I know, but it is. That's that's the good kind of that's the good yeah, you're right. I I think so. That would trigger you to be motivated to get on it and, and take care of yeah. it. Yeah. 
So young athletes, if you're telling your mom or if you're if you're a parent listening and your child doesn't want to go watch volleyball, I mean, one, they should go, like Eric said, supporting your team is very important. Yeah. Assuming there's nothing funky on the team or like people you can't stand or there's bullying. Yeah. But, but even then, you know, there might be some interesting things there towards healing the relationship if you're there as an injured player <laughs> still watching them play. Just laugh at the people who say, oh, it's never going <laughs> to come back. <laughs> oh, yes. man, tell them to be like, oh, yeah, like, watch this. Like, exactly. So, uh, <laughs> but going to watch is good, I think, for not feeling isolated too. Because I think when we get injured, we mm. all want to sit in the darkness and feel miserable for ourselves. So the sooner we can get moving, not only for the injury, but also for our emotional state, get out there, yeah, interact with people, it'll keep your spirits up. And if um, it was like, like in the case of Pete, landing, like being under me, like I was never, I think I was mad at him for like a few minutes, but like not were, mad. Were you, I don't think you were mad at him. Were no, you? no. I was like, well, I was just mad at the situation. Yeah. I'm like, what the heck was you were, You were blaming the closest living thing. I was like, what the? Like, like cats. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> man, I swear a bunch when I get injured like that, like when it's excruciatingly painful, I just like, I was just like, don't swear on the show. Yeah, I'm not going to, but, but yes, but then I was like, I was, uh, I don't even think it was mad at Pete. I was mad at the situation yeah. and then, and you blame for like something like we do look around for people to blame. No, then, I didn't even, I didn't even blame. It was just as yeah. soon as it like, it, it felt like I got ice on it. It just, it is what it was. And then I was already in that mindset of, uh, so what did you mean when you said you were mad at Pete? Well, I think it was just because it's pain. Like your pain See, causes you're you. You're blaming Pete. Yeah, probably. Trying. See, like, just, but like just, for like a minute. Embra- yeah, no, you hey. want to say it because he's your beach partner now. But, but Pete, if you're listening, no, Eric blames but then, you to this. What day. I'm saying by by going to the games, that player's still there, and like so, you shouldn't. So you were resenting Pete because he was out no, there I, laughing, I and, laughing I and jumping. Not. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> Yeah, he's out there okay. skipping and laughing. Are you okay over there? Yeah, yeah. If you did that, then I would hate him and I would casually roll a ball. No, I wouldn't do it. That'd be terrible. <laughs> this jumping and landing is really fun, Eric. You should try it. Yeah. No, sorry. Uh, I probably made jokes. Hey, Pete, how's it feel to <laughs> land on flat, even ground? <laughs> nice cover. Nice cover, yeah, Pete. Yeah, yeah, right. Do mm. that. <laughs> he probably felt way worse oh, than course. I did. Oh, That's the worst. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so I think that, uh, so what was your point there that you, you did go watch it? Yeah. And then, so I'm with that player. So if, if for whatever reason, like maybe parents, if your kid is like blaming the the other kid, like, Oh, I gotcha. That I don't think that should happen. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Being around them will diffuse it. Like you'll see. Yeah. They didn't mean to do it. That's actually a really good point. You said that, because I think in youth volleyball, like a lot of, protective parents of course people are protective of their yeah. kids overly protective no. they might blame someone else but it's going like don't blame the kid who's under the net even me in my case like remember what i said i, I warned my team about these guys in the air i didn't i didn't blame the guy i blame myself because i was like what did i you knew i yeah. knew what was happening and and we've been it's an person accident. it's we, an accident it's right? an accident, it's an accident. Yeah. and don't forget parents if uh what we already said too like these injuries can be sometimes super helpful if they're not obviously catastrophic like not you know obviously but yeah these small injuries that take us out for they are season, they're really yeah they're they can hopefully be seen they're the gifts. little ones yeah know? hopefully they're little ones that don't take a whole season but but worse than a finger sprain those are like whatever yeah Just tape them up <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, a little bit of shoulder pain ankle pain yeah small ankle roll you know that, yeah. those are the good ones those are the good ones. <laughs> but even, even like like we said like sometimes it's weird how life like does things like these things that are awful um Mm. it almost i can honestly say that the older i've gotten and the more i've seen and interact with other people and see had more things happen in my life and seen like real trauma happen to people sometimes you're like 
you know, there are some, like 99% of maybe 90% of awful things. Uh, even I can't, it's almost like eventually if the person doesn't, you know, dwell in it and get it, uh, if the person acts as a result of the tragedy or bad thing, it always ends up someplace good unless they live in it too long. Say that again? Like, you know, if so, if somebody acts, if they take actions, if, if, the, mm, okay. if the incident affects who they are as a person and sends them in a different unexpected direction, it always works out. And yeah. in, injuries are, are like that too. Like, you know, again, I never, like, so my leg numbness, which I thought was, oh, is this the early symptom of something severe? Like, I was yeah. I was thinking, you know, like this, you know, and I didn't know. It worried. It was, because like, you, don't, you don't know, right? It's nerve yeah. stuff. And you're like, this is weird. Is this a symptom no. of something or that's going to get degenerative as I get older? Or is it going to be something where I can't walk when I'm older? And um, But it sent me down this path of looking into and investigating and then realizing that nerve entrapment is a thing and you need to start doing these other movements and and now i can advise someone else and then you know when, when i have other injuries or other problems i see them as so much less important because that was like you know that to me I, I was almost thinking am i going to be in a wheelchair when i'm older like is this yeah. what's happening right like i would sneeze and my legs would go numb <laughs> i'm serious it's, oh, tr- really? it's true yeah which is terrifying right? <laughs> that is I, terrifying i would back set like so the tournaments like there were tournaments where i decided to set oh, yeah, i remember that and i would back set and i couldn't back set because my legs would go numb on a back set. I'm like what's happening to my spine you know it's the spinal stuff right so it was, uh, but it sent me down that, that thing yeah. sent me down a path of you were, understanding how the body works better and doing. You never had an injury like that. No, never, yeah, yeah, never. Yeah, yeah. I just, I knew Completely it was, knew. yeah, I just thought, was there a growth? Is there something in my body that's happening? You know, so, um, so I think that, you know, and for me watching it was tough, but on the, by the same token, like. Once I found the source of it, and even if let's suppose it was catastrophic, let's suppose it was heading in some horrible direction. You know, I like to think that, you know, what's that theory that we were for six months, there's like a, an allowance period of six months where people will become, you know, maybe intolerable, very difficult when they are faced with catastrophic news. But then after about six months, we start to settle into what we would be anyway. Like, so if you are... Um, you know, let's suppose you're a negative person, then you're going to be a negative person mm-hmm. six months after. Mm-hmm. If you're a positive person, you're going to be a positive person, but six months after dealing through the grief cycle. And oh, okay. So there's that notion that that's who you're going to be. Like you're going to be a positive person going through this or a negative person. And so um, it's interesting. So, but we have to open up. Like we can, you know, if, if we see the value in bad things for athletes and parents, it, it helps get rid of the blame is what I'm saying too. If your athlete gets injured by someone else, your child understand that it could have been vice versa it could have been the other way around it's not intentional um you know so there there is some and there's some value in the process of suffering right always it's hard to watch hard to watch your loved ones go through it of course and we probably feel worse than they do many times because we're watching it we can't do anything yeah um but they can play a role in that right um hmm yeah, I think that, uh, I mean, it should have breed, one thing I had was it breeds an appreciation for health. That's another thing too. Yeah. Players, if you get an injury, don't forget that uh, you shouldn't take your health for granted. Um, What's that? Uh, player, players who can't play anymore. Warren Buffett thing? Yeah, but the car, the car and your body. Yeah. You want to say that story? You remember it? I don't remember it. Okay, well, thanks. I'm glad it made an impression yeah. on you. So Something I was having... about if you... Oh, no, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> so say your body's like a car and you you only have one car for your whole life. Yes. It's like 
Was he talking to students or something? He's like, if you have one car for your entire talking, life. He was talking to me. I was having lunch with John. Warren Buffett. It was, it was actually a buffet. I was having a buffet with Warren <laughs> Buffet. <laughs> you have one car your entire life. Are you going to take care of it? And all the students said, yeah, of course. Of course. That's He's the only like, car we have. Yeah. Just like your body. Just like your body. Bam. Yeah. Because Warren Buffett, you know, does something physically. That's how he lasts. He's living so long because he takes care of his body. He does drink a Coke every day and eats McDonald's, but I think that's just because his company is a shareholder. Yeah. Thing, so he's trying to act like, but he's not exactly an athlete, but uh, no, but he does take care of his body. And that's a great idea that if athletes can learn that, think of their body like a car and that if you uh, only had one car the rest of your life, you would treat it like gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So if you only have one body, like we literally treat our bodies worse than we treat vehicles. Right. So sometimes, you know, you got to change your tires. Choose? Yeah, change your oil. Dialysis? <laughs> <laughs> gotta, the analogy only goes so far. You got to pee but. out the old <laughs> stuff and you got to drink new pee. No, just kidding. Don't drink. <laughs> don't drink pee. Kids, don't drink pee. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of medical advice. Uh, no, but breathing, if you are if you can appreciate good health and appreciate when you're healthy and understand that you're not going to always be healthy. And yeah. And take like, a little bit of fear, healthy fear that, you know what, I, this could be gone tomorrow. So let me... Let me take care of it. Because when you get older, having, being pain-free is like gold. It is. Your pain-free it body is. is the best thing ever. Yeah. And imagine like the certain benchmarks of stretching that seniors and adults, even parents listening, right? There's some movements that you can start to do every day. Get yeah. better at. There's like three or four of them. And if you can do them, then they say you have good mobility all the way to yeah. uh, well into your Basic hundreds. Uh, and the last thing I think we should, t- we touched on it already, but the mental hurdle coming back, any advice for players coming back from injury when you're, when your uh, forearm injury was happening, your elbow injury, ankle back. It just, yeah. Like what? I'm not a good example. Cause like I, I go into that, like I get depressed. I don't have huge support or whatever. Like, um, the best thing for me is like, I've just been through it before and like you do forget about it. So that's not the best advice. Um, that's yeah. not advice. It's just experience. Well, but yeah, I think the more so I, for me, last advice I would give, really, because I think we're running out of time here. But the um, yeah. the best advice I would do is like get as mentally tough uh, on that. So you had to test that area, injured area, out in the gym in a safe, controlled environment as much as possible. Yeah, put it under stress test there. I guess I like what I'm doing did right, that too. Yeah. yeah, what I'm doing right now. Yeah, I think that's what I'm doing right now is I'm I'm I, I know that if I can do a single legged calf raise and feel as normal as my left, my right calf, or my right Achilles feels the same as my left Achilles, then I'm ready to go out there. And so in the gym, I was doing some, you know, uh, double legged stuff to see how it felt on both legs, and then yeah. I'll go to a single leg stuff, see how it feels, compare, and then if I get to a point and then, you know, do some practice jumps, do some warm ups and test it out safely, controlled environment, then you slow, the more you do of that, uh, like we talked about in everything, preparation takes away mm. the stress of other situations. So I think that that's a great one to help you with the mental hurdle of coming back and then easing yourself back in. You know, when you go to the gym, don't go a thousand percent right away. Take it easy. Just like we talked about before, get a good warm up, get a good sweat. Yeah. And then post stuff too, right? When you're done, you're coming back from an injury. Don't just leave the gym. Do some little yeah, bit of yeah. stretching work on the way out because that scar tissue is going to cause more soreness in that area. When you feel ready, go and play, and then you'll see how it is. Yeah. You get pretty – that's going to be your best That's the feedback. real test, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You get out there and play and, and, yeah. and crunch time. So, yeah, I think we'll wrap it up there. That was pretty good. 
Cool. So, uh, yeah, hopefully that helps somebody just understand that injuries happen and, you know, how you can deal with them and mm-hmm. uh, that uh, it is short. It is short. It feels long now. Yeah. As you, as you age, these injuries. They're uh, good opportunities. Yeah. You're kind of set up to naturally move beyond them. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, it gives you more ownership. Yeah. So, uh, quick whining about your injury and enjoy it <laughs> no uh all right so we'll uh, we'll wrap that up hope everybody uh gained something from that we'll see y'all next week on volleyology uncensored what'd you say i said gained you said gained gained gains what oh gains like gains yeah, like gains. yeah no pain gains no gain yeah. anyway, i'm just gonna stop this now because this is <laughs> nonsense <laughs> <laughs>